2: Two, fuck you. you. We, we like, like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me is Lloyd Johnson. And sitting to my left is Nick Mitchell. Nick Mitchell, guest of the pod. Guest uh, you host what's a podcast you host? Legends of Sportsball. Legend of Sportsball. You're a big, you're a big Bengals guy. You're a really big football guy, aren't you? Oh yeah.
3: Big Bangles fan.
2: I've always wanted to get in your fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You can get in next year. There's always one or two people that just blow it in the middle of the year. And, yeah, it was
1: inadvertently in your fantasy league.
3: Oh, because you had to run someone else's yeah, team. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that sucks.
3: That's one of those unmentionable people that oh. that get replaced. You know what happens every year. I was just trying
1: so. to trying to be uh, trying to be helpful, and I was like, "Well, maybe don't that. Maybe that." And then it just became. This is your team now. Yeah, basically, my team. And I so, was how like, do I log in again? <laughs> you just <laughs> forgot something. I think I made second place that year, half assing it. No, no. I don't remember what it was. I remember, oh, like, the you last... know what? It was higher up than I thought for sure because I was so half assing it in. Yeah, I don't think there was money, but I think you might have snuck into the playoffs. Yeah, I, I know that at a certain point I was like, I thought we were done. It was like, no, we won enough. I was like, Fuck. Well, all right. Because <laughs> you're you're like
2: not huge in fantasy football. You try not to do it. Uh, no, I won. I
1: liked it so much when I first did it that at one year it developed to the point where I had eleven teams. I had eleven fantasy teams.
3: I think I have maxed out at three or four, but I
1: I
2: love I love fantasy football. It's so much fun, so dude. Much. I have three this year, and yeah, three I'm, is peak enjoyment, my I think I, I won't get into it too much because the listeners don't really care. I'm. Going to win at least one of them because one of my teams is ten and one, another one is nine and two. Wow, and another one six and five.
3: Six and five, you'll still make the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, your yeah, odds the, are pretty the
1: good. The year that I had eleven, I had three teams that went sixteen and zero.
2: No shit.
1: I mean, you're gonna <laughs> like, have. I that was it. I was wildly dialed in. Like I was Vegas odds up on the fucking. I, I had three computer monitors because I used to play a lot of MMO. <laughs> Nice. But, like, you'd come down and it looked like Charlie Day trying to find Pepe. Like, it was just every screen had a different list. Well, of I find Vegas that, too, when you're locked
3: and... in like that, you'll notice, like, one of your teams might need a running back, but you know no one's available. You're like, man, if this guy, this guy was available, it would save my day. And then you go to your other team and you're like – these guys are available. It's like it's almost like all the uh, research you do. It, it takes you a step further when you run multiple teams because there might be someone you're keying in on, and he might be available only in one of the three leagues. Yeah, 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 yeah. and you're able to just like take all that energy.
1: In. I also <laughs> found this dude that was uh, he was running a site for like one of the small casinos in Vegas, and now he runs the one for Mandalay. Like he runs there. It's
3: amazing how on the Vegas odds and. Oh and,
1: yeah. Uh, it's it's high-risk It's crazy insane. <laughs> and mixed martial arts, boxing, they're pretty pretty spot on. MMA, they're 70-30. They're still learning the science of it a little bit. Right, serious. like there's <laughs> fights where I see like the odds and I'm like god damn it, I need, uh, why didn't I like I'll see the odds as the fight's starting and I'm like I would for sure I I get stumped sometimes with them and they like they lose money on certain fight cards pretty pretty bad. Because they're like the odds are like so uneven? Well yeah, they'll have somebody who had like two cool knockouts that looked really cool but were
2: like, highlight real shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right.
3: But, they're still like, they're still grading on the sex appeal instead of the raw
2: science of that's it. That's why, like, they like they do Jimmy with Garoppolo sports. was a higher pick than he actually deserved <laughs> to be because he's the hottest man on the planet. <laughs> well,
1: this would be like, yeah, just the, you know, they had like no two knockouts in their past two fights that were like flashy right. and looked cool, but they're not necessarily Technical. indicative of, like, the guy, you know, there's one where a guy's odds went up ridiculously between two fights. And it's cause he had a real flashy knockout, but the guy who was fighting hadn't fought in four years.
3: Yeah, and I do think it's funny that whenever you see highlights and stuff, it's it they it, it's always funny to me because they never point out you know, it's like they'll show a running back's biggest plays of the year and, like, on one of them he doesn't yeah. even get touched for 15 yards. You're like, well, look, half these highlights are against the number 32 defense. Yeah. Or, or they'll show him, like, strike somebody out. He's striking out some, like, single-A hitter in August or September. Yeah. And you're like, um, it's let's, like, like,
2: factor all this It's like time. for baseball, every time Tim Tebow would hit a home run. Like, every time Tim Tebow would hit a home I know you're not a ball in the stick guy. Nick and I will nerd on that for a second. Yeah, like, every time Tim Tebow would hit a home run, it would make – Sports Center for a solid. Two oh minutes. man!
3: See, I don't know. I don't know if you were old enough to remember this, but I used to follow. There was a in the Cincinnati Enquirer. There was a daily Michael Jordan watch box score when he was really? playing at Birmingham, and you could sit there and track his daily box score and had his season stats, and you could just track him all year. And I tracked Jordan's stats all year. I mean, he had a for ton the of stolen Barons. bases, struck out a lot. I don't even think he hit two hundred.
2: Oh, he! I think he was like at the Mendoza line. For a, for his whole career, I think he only hit, like three. Home well, runs. he only played
3: that one year, really.
2: I think he only played like two. He played more than one year because he came back. I think he, he, I think the think NBA he played two years. Year. But that's do with
1: numbers. I'm gonna go with Alex because <laughs> <laughs> he tizzies in a very different way than I do, and uh, his is very number based. <laughs> let's let's look this up, shall we? <clears throat> but no, like uh, so that one fighter, he literally was fighting a guy who had not been in an actual cage in four years, and he was fighting as a heavyweight when he used to fight as a middleweight. So. He used to make 185, and he was fighting at the 206 to 265 pound right range.
3: And the only sample size of that is his fight against
1: this one dude who hasn't fought in four years. Well, one no, no, no. like so the guy the so the guy who was the guy who was there was normally a light heavyweight, and uh, his fight had got canceled. And Two then years. They, they found some other dude to take the fight. And he was like, well, we'll do it at heavyweight because I don't have time to cut weight down to light heavy, whatever. <laughs> so they both come in at heavyweight. One of them looked like a yoke dude who didn't cut all of the weight to get to light heavyweight. And the other one looked like a dude who had been sitting on his couch for four years <laughs> and wanted to make 35 grand. Me. <clears throat> and the the I mean, he does a jumping, spinning heel kick and knocks this guy out. And I think it was a strike force fight, if I remember right. And it's not at all indicative of his skill level. Like he was an average lighthead. Really right
3: not indicative of either of those guys' skill level. Really, if a guy right. hasn't right, fought right. four years, it's
0: probably worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
1: not his... Well, that dude's come back and now actually fights regularly at middleweight. He just, he had a couple injuries and whatever and just got, like, worn out with it. And then he's just like, yeah, I'll fight again. 35 grand for being on... Oh, yeah, I'll take that. And the odds
2: would be, like, insanely high in that dude's favor just because he had a couple flashy knockouts. Yeah, the next fight
1: that guy had, his odds were double what they were against a guy who hadn't fought for four years. (laughs) And I'm like, who's making these odds? (laughs) Like, he's fighting a dude who... Owns and runs one of the most respected gyms in the world. This is before uh, Krauss got back into the into the, the UFC, and he's scary. Uh, and I was like, if I like if I'd known those were the odds beforehand, I would have not paid some bills and just made all the bank. In fight that I would, you would have had to. The problem is I feel like with
3: sports gambling is you get into all this stuff and like you you notice moments like that but if you really do it you lose more than you you end up losing more than you think you're going to lose. Well, you don't end up just doing that one fight that you know is a home run. You end up being like, "Well, this is a shoe in and this is a shoe in." Like I was saying just on Sunday I was saying, "Well, you know, the Packers are obviously going to pull this out against the Colts." And I was saying, like honestly, all four games I had to be wrong about all four of them.
1: Well so I've done the tracking thing on one of the sites that I used to use, and I was at eighty two percent well that's that's pretty good <clears throat> but that it's I, it's because the odd makers aren't good. It's not that I'm like a super genius. I think anyone who Knows their shit. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, don't... And this is
3: exclusively with fighting. With MMA, yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. like,
1: boxing, there's a lot of people who are very dialed in, know what they're doing. It's been around a lot longer. I think they've got it figured out. Yeah. Vegas it, does. I think it's just that Vegas has a little... I think the odds makers have just a little bit too much of that... Insight? Flash above substance kind of vibe still when it comes to MMA. Now, there's a couple places that have way stricter lines across the board... And probably make really good money on MMA fights. But, like, there's one where, like, when Conor McGregor first fought Nick Diaz, I think he was, like, a, a minus 350 favorite. And I'm like, who the fuck made the. And I mean, what's what- fucking a Diaz brother? You don't ever bet against a Diaz brother. You just don't. That's just, It's madness. They, they'll not show up in a fight they're supposed to win and then beat a dude who ends up being the champion in the next fight. They're just they're wild fucking people. The people that make the odds? Well, the Diaz brothers specifically. He's saying you don't want to bet on, yeah. Like, I saw the odds and I was like, who did this? Like, you guys are about to lose a shit ton of money. This is the most popular person in the sport. Who's more than likely going to lose this fight? And the odds were still way in his favor where I'm like seriously it's like
3: whoever's in charge of it just like look google some mma article and they're like oh this guy seems popular we'll put him up connor has he's 18
2: million followers on twitter right now <laughs> but you, what like if you had it's to like go, some intern or something yeah but if you had to like go to a website to like make these bets and like make all that money that you claimed 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 like you think you could make where would you go man i'd go to bet online dude would you go to bet online I would totally go to Bet online. Guess ass. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I can't, of course. Um, no, I was being dead serious. You're being Could dead serious. <laughs> Me too, man. I'll talk about my betting because I did a little betting last week. You know, the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet online online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, wow. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take a- to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook. Espers. Dude, I made a lot of bets because I-, I made like five parlays for the NFL last week. What happens though is like, if you win one, if you win one, but then lose a shit ton of money, you still feel like you won, which gets you hooked. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's literally the, how gambling works. Like the only parlay um, I won last week, I had like five. I was like one, every single parlay I made, actually I made six and I won two. But every single parlay I made and lost, I was one away from winning.
1: That's batting three thirty three, and you hit the ball with the stick game, isn't it? Uh, it's
2: batting 66, I, if I Two out had, of six? What? Two out of six. Yeah, yeah two out three, of six, three, 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 three. three. But also I had like um, a few parlays where I was did like, I, just, I bet the money line on this. Did I just do
1: better with numbers than Alex?
2: Yeah. All right. I'm just <laughs> now, checking. What uh-huh. I was talking about was like the parlays that I lost. Like, cause I had the Steelers beating the Jags, and the Chargers beating the Jets on multiple parlays. Well, that's genius. Steelers are the Jags. Who could have guessed? But I also had the Jags. The Jags <laughs> guessed. The Jags guessed. I mean, the the money lines there. I'm gonna bet on it.
3: Well, no, I think it goes back to what I'm saying too. Or like, I mean, I guess MMA is probably different. It sounds like, but. But you you look at some of these matchups and you're like, oh, I, I would nail all of these. But when it comes down to it, most of the time you end up losing. You get end up getting more of them wrong than because you get right. yeah, and I, you don't realize that until you do it. Because in your head, without gambling on anything, and you're just jumbling all these ideas around your head, you're like, oh, I got all that right. I I knew all of these were going to happen because so it seems so obvious now. So let
1: me clarify one thing though. Again, I don't want to like sound like I'm trying to tout myself as like a super MMA genius. I just picked the like the fighters that they grossly. Like there'll be a guy. I who's think you
3: were of, trying to point out the the margin of difference between the Vegas odds makers when it comes to MMA versus. Yeah, Vegas yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't they, trying to
1: sound like I'm super. Right. I'm saying that they fuck up a lot because that would be a, like a guy who comes from a different. And obviously, you are a big fan, and and you're like <clears throat> you know you know your stuff, right? right. Like, like I'll MMA. watch the RFA that I have to watch at fucking 4 a.m. You know, like before I go to work or whatever on the <laughs> night. Like if I wake up early or whatever, I'm like, oh, let me find this. So, like, there's fighters I've seen fight a dozen times and then they'll finally make it to the UFC and it'll be their first fight in the UFC and they'll be versus someone who's fought six times in the UFC and the odds makers will just always go with the guy who's been there longer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The, like The skill levels are not the same. Right, Vegas is like
3: who has more Twitter followers, right?
2: Yep. <laughs> that's why they get people to bet like, on the the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. That's the, that's the main fight I know is the Mayweather-Pacquiao <laughs> fight.
1: There's people who bet on Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather. You're idiots. I, oh, I, I thought I was going to have a fucking aneurysm that night because, one, it was during Brouhaha, and we were hanging out with a bunch of people that I, I liked oh, and whatever. Yeah. And then, I, I, oh, God damn it. It it hurt my brain. It it made me real upset how many people were like, do I think he's got shot. He legit got shot, man. <laughs> you see his left hand? I was like, dude.
3: See, now anybody, like my friends, like like the other guys in Counterfeit Money Machine, they are in the fighting. They were the ones telling me that, too. They knew. They were like, oh, yeah. No, that, like,
1: <laughs> I mean, that's basically being like, hey, uh, this person played rugby very well for like five years. So they're going to be good in the NFL.
3: Cool. He's it's like the, the Michael Jordan analogy earlier. Best yeah.
1: athlete in America at
3: that time. He goes and tries to play baseball. He's playing at. Single A or double A and can't even hit 200. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, great athlete, but it's like to transfer well, those the... skills to a different different technical set. And, two, like you're saying, it's like all these different
2: fighting, they're all different, completely different techniques yes. and strategies.
3: So, yeah.
2: Well, like, uh, I think the main two sport athletes are football and baseball. Because think about the skill levels that takes. Like, you get – think about Bo Jackson. Arguably the best athlete to ever live. Before before his hip injury, he was faster than everyone. He was stronger than everyone. Here's how
3: athletic he was. His hip injury wasn't because someone hit him. His hip injury was he was so strong and he planted his foot... So hard into the ground that the muscles just overwhelmed the structure of his hip yeah that's and he hip. he literally just planted his foot to change direction, and it's so powerful that it just disrupted everything that was going on inside and he was he totally still crazy. had a solid
2: and he still had a solid baseball career. Like his football career was done, but he still had a very solid yeah, baseball, baseball
3: career. He had a short career, but, yeah, incredible. Insanely that incredible. Dude been Deion like, Sanders, two sports, also yeah, very I'm good. Saying,
1: either of them would have been like professional bowlers if they took 15 minutes to learn it. Right, like you you know it's I mean, like, one of those things uh, you pick the stuff up. I think up, there's yeah. guys who learn how to win at a young age. Um, it's like Competitive
3: spirit. Yeah, too. Or just
1: just have that thing where they understand how to learn something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part that's not talk about nearly enough but there's there's guys who just once you once you learn how to do something super well and you've been through the the work the hardest process of learning it i think learning something else difficult is easier
3: absolutely i think learning skateboarding made learning music easier for really? me because yeah, actually... I'm like oh every time I fuck up a note I'm not going to eat shit and possibly break my elbow yeah <laughs> I'm like I could fuck up all day on this and not injure myself or go to the hospital with no health insurance so it made
2: me just practice a lot but yeah because yeah. you don't have to yeah you're not just like on a fucking <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Sailor Jerry Lloyd It's <laughs> my best friend oh and I'm your best friend. Uh, close. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> my kid's my best. Friend. He's working
3: yeah, his way up. It's, I'm,
2: it's, I'm working. I'm, I'm working my way up the totem pole. I had so Lloyd suggested unsweetened tea and Sailor Jerry because I've seen Lloyd drink a bottle of Sailor Jerry an episode. Very, it's like unsweetened tea and Sailor Jerry. It's like I'm drink, drinking sweet tea. Yeah, it's delicious. But sweet tea. Have you? How is sweet tea and Sailor Jerry? Sailor Jerry. Or unsweetened tea and Sailor Cherry better unsweetened tea. The sweet tea is just it's, 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 it's too, too much, sweet. right? It's never too it's, much. It's never too sweet. Sweet tea is never too sweet for me. You like my brother? My brother makes like syrup and calls people it tea.
3: who yeah people who like sweet tea they want it like I I grew they up they want it with up. way too much sugar. Me, in. Yeah. that's me. <laughs> that's I grew like, up the people who actually drink it, it. Yeah, if you if
1: you go to a restaurant that serves sweet tea, like there's a lot of people who go like. Can I get like a half unsweetened tea, half sweet tea? Because most oh, yeah. of the sweetened tea is just syrup. It's. Yeah. I've seen people walk into places and they have the sweet and unsweetened next to
3: each other, and without even tasting the sweet tea, they just go half and half on that. That is me. Try it that is me. Right, because that's the thing, because I feel like most people who drink sweet tea, like the that actual market of people, they all want it. Like the only people that I feel like actually consistently order sweet tea at
1: places. Yeah, like, they want it where their straw doesn't move. Yeah. And that's me. Actually, because, yeah. like, I'll get like a. They c- want to
2: go straight to the dentist from the barbecue place. <laughs> I'll <get> like are <laughs> just
1: literally like, fuck my left foot. I'm drinking this.
2: I'll get a cup of sweet tea at a restaurant and put two extra gla- extra packets of Splenda in it. That's how hard I go. <laughs>
1: You don't. Uh, you don't get to say Splenda and hard in the same sentence. God damn it! <laughs> you,
2: Lloyd, I think Lloyd almost had a stroke. Lloyd, there. you frequently forget
1: how white I am. I really do sometimes. I, I'm sorry. I grew up down south. I, I I don't expect my white people to be this white. Sometimes I don't know. I, don't know I am a very it's, white person. You said Splenda and go hard in the same sentence. <laughs> and, I think my brain just fist fought, like, each hemisphere fist fought each other for a second
2: before I could actually speak to respond to that. Jesus. I, so, I was at, you, were you at the chameleon show with Gabe? Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, you, you sat at place? my table, Alex.
2: Yes, that's right. I live streamed that. S- yeah, that's right, dude. <laughs> uh, so, I was on stage and I, I was like, I kind of fucked up a line and I said, like, oh, I'm sorry, I had half a white claw before my set. The room exploded. <laughs>
3: White, white claw
2: jokes, real hot right now. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd cringes at me, but he knows he likes my shit.
1: No, I, I love you to death. I just there's some things I'll never understand. And
2: I, you're not a white claw guy. I don't get it. It's sweet. It's not too much. There are
3: way more confusing things in the world than that.
2: No, like, all right, so I, I, I have a hard time with beer.
3: Yeah, I'm not a
1: big beer. I'm not a beer drinker either. I get full before I get drunk, and then I feel like a slug, and I don't understand the appeal.
3: I just have to pee every yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. That's what I don't like about
1: beer. If I mix rum into my cup, I can fill my glass halfway up with rum and have a strong enough drink to get drunk. And honestly,
3: in. I think liquor tastes better than
1: beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, there's some where people are like, hey, you got to try this. This is a new one from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool. It tastes like a 9-volt battery and sock water. I'm good, man.
3: Sock water's so hot right now, also. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
2: High Sock Noon. Plug. They'll be a sponsor of the podcast. Lloyd's giving I don't me know that, what that face. Is. High Noon is a seltzer. Oh. And Lloyd's giving me a look right now. And Nick's giving me a look right now. I don't know what the fuck. I feel so lost when I hang out with like non alcoholic Is this a seltzer <laughs> podcast now? <laughs> We are sponsored by. We're saving
1: uh, rivers or something. I don't.
2: We are truly the best seltzer water podcast. And we're back, baby. We are back. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> no leaden, no nothing. Just no right. leaden, no nothing. I like it. You had to record while I was looking in the other direction. Yep, that, that was the plan. Because we have a little, uh, a couple special <clears> throat> guests, throat> legends of the pod,
4: Lily. And Bobby,
2: Lily and Bobby, friends of uh, friends and daughters of Lloyd Johnson. Yeah. Lily is the is America's newest driver. We found out
5: as of yesterday. As of well, yesterday, newest legal driver.
1: <laughs> I've literally seen this person walk into walls in broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: okay, Bobby's seen me <laughs> to wreck into things. She oh God!
4: Right into a tree.
5: Right in in front of a cop, actually, I wrecked into a tree. (laughs) So I was driving, I did a U-turn, never had done a U-turn before, I was also driving with my permit, first time by myself, and uh, I was going on the U-turn and I look behind me and I see the old resource officer from my middle school who I yelled in her face a couple times and she did not (laughs) like me, and so I see her in my back mirror and immediately go into this tree (laughs) and she pulls me over and it's, it was a whole thing.
2: And did, so when I took my drive, I had to, actually had to take it twice because like f- four years ago I had my license suspended. <laughs> yeah. It was a whole foul. Uh, too many, too many points on the license. <clears throat> if you get like 12 po- it was like, it's like six speeding tickets or something like that yeah, within have... like a two year span.
1: <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had more than like two points on my license. Yeah.
2: I haven't gotten any points in like a year and a half. So <clears throat> I'm good. So th- was the test like, did you have to do like the cones thing?
5: Yeah, my mom said I shouldn't have passed, but that they just wanted to let me pass because COVID, it's too hard to get you back in. Really? Yeah, that's what she told me.
1: <laughs> that's comforting.
5: They told me, I, they told me I killed two old people.
2: <clears throat> oh, like on like a simulator or something?
5: Yeah, I guess I don't know how to yield.
2: That- where do you drive where old people are pedestrians?
4: Florida. Florida. Yes. But down there,
1: I think they're trying to get rid of old people. So I think that actually is like, that's right. <laughs> bonus points down there, right? Yeah. Oh, you killed two old people. You passed.
2: It's an old Tom Dustin joke. That's exactly how it went. It's an old Tom Dustin <clears throat> joke. If you go to the east coast of Florida, a lot of old people there. If you go to the west coast of Florida, you can meet their parents.
5: Yeah. Just about.
2: Yes. And you knocked out two of them? Were they playing? Were, they, were you like driving on a golf course or something? Or Shuffleboard. Okay. <laughs> on a shuffleboard. <laughs> How many points is that?
5: Um, off the test.
2: No, no, no! Like, how many shuffleboard points is that?
5: Oh, like if
2: you kill the participants. Well, it depends on where their hand,
1: their heads li- land.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did they? Did you knock other heads off, which ruined the other po- person's points? I, I
5: had to. Uh, yes. I, I was bowling with those old people on that shuffleboard.
2: <laughs> Man, so it's just like. Did you, did you do driving school at all too? No. Oh man, I remember I had to do that even though I didn't technically have to. It was just three and a half hours of just sitting there and like barely giving a shit.
5: My driving school was driving on the highway with a permit <laughs> by myself.
2: That's 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 a license. Yeah.
5: Not in the state of Florida, apparently.
2: Really. Because Ohio, it's like, there's got to be someone. I mean, at least, I'm, I'm sure
5: Florida's
1: yeah, that, the same. No, no, no. There's supposed to be. No, there's
5: supposed to be someone there. Um,
1: She's just an idiot.
5: I just would leave.
2: Yes. And you just left and didn't give a shit.
5: Yeah, pretty much. I was I was confident enough. If I wreck, I die so nobody can yell at me, so it's fine. <laughs> Makes sense. If you wreck
2: and die, then no one will yell at you?
5: Yeah. Respect uh, I'll that. find a way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so do you have your own car now?
5: Yeah, my dad got me a car a while
2: oh, ago. That's right. What kind of car is it?
5: It's a Nissan Sentra.
2: What year? 2009. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Just find out, like, Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or... It was Breezy's. Oh, it was Breezy's old car. Oh, you just... It was a hand-me-down?
5: Yeah, and I love her. She has little cigarette burns on the seats. <laughs> she, she fits me. And it's <laughs> breezy's like in the
2: background, like, yeah. Not all of
5: them
2: hey, are Breezy's. And... Man, I've had some... Clunkers in my day. I had like a before. I have a 2010 Focus right now. Prior to that, I had a 99 (laughs) Altima.
1: I love the autistic guy
2: driving a Focus. (laughs) (laughs) I
5: didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, that's. I guess it's a thing.
5: I have so many friends that have Focuses, and every single friend I have that has one has problems with it.
2: Really? Alex has problems with
1: Focus too.
5: Actually, my friend named Alex has a Focus, and the whole thing is broken his side. Oh, my God. Yeah, his, um, his side door doesn't close, so when you're in his car, he bungee bungee cords it around oh, another God. part of his car, and you have to sit on the bungee cord and hold it with your hand.
2: And they're just not going to fix this?
5: Um, I, must... I mean, that's good enough. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's Florida legal.
2: <laughs> Which means it's illegal in most other states.
1: Means if you're caught doing it, you gotta give up four gator teeth and a ball of possum soup. Oh. That's like two months' rent.
2: Man, I've. Because when I think of Florida, like I think of like vacationing, like Miami, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale. I don't think of like the trashy ass cities.
4: Well, it's mostly trashy cities.
2: Yes. No, no, no. Not mostly. It's all. Yeah. The vacation spots
1: are trashy cities. Because it's
2: either trashy or douchey.
1: It's all the same. I mean, yes. I've, I don't. When I think of Florida, I think of blind rage. Like, I remember just being
2: <laughs> mad almost the entire time I was there at yeah. something. And like, now they have no COVID loss. Well,
4: Do they no. still have
2: no COVID loss?
4: Yes. If you go somewhere with a mask on, people are going to look at you like, what is wrong with you?
2: Yep. There was like, I think there was like a video that I saw of like, there was a bar in, I want to say Fort Lauderdale, like no, it was like packed and no one was socially distancing.
5: The the only rule they have is workers wear masks. If you're working at a restaurant, you wear a mask, but nobody else has to.
1: So just the federal mandate.
2: Oh my God.
4: People always tell me like, why do you still have to wear them? Because COVID is still here. I don't want to die.
5: No.
2: It's like, how'd you guys escape Florida? We drove. Like yes, I well, yeah. Considering your driving record, I still wonder how you escaped Florida.
5: I didn't even drive. Am I being confused here? No,
2: no. Just... I confuse a lot of people. It's fine. It's that Focus problem.
1: <laughs> I am fast. I, I don't. I didn't know you drove a Focus, and that is, I love that so much.
2: I got the keys somewhere. But I lost. I'm... I lost my Focus, ironically. <laughs>
1: Oh, God damn it. All right. <clears throat> now, Lily just keeps saying more
2: and more stuff, and I'm like, why am I
1: Why am I letting this happen? Like... <laughs>
6: wear a
2: mask. Yes. We've... I remember, like, right when the pandemic started, it was either, like, the March or April episode. Like, we did, like, plugs and stuff like that, and Lloyd, for about five minutes, was, like, telling people to wear a mask. I...
1: I've had to I've had to train myself not to say anything to people when I'm in public and I'm doing a very, very poor job of it. It's gotten to the point mm. where we have to talk to people like they're children. I called a seventy something year old woman a plague rat cunt the other day. Oh.
2: <laughs> like I'll still like I'll still go to the gym and I'll still see people like with chin straps. They won't move it from their chins. I don't Hmm. People are being so stupid. We think we have all the answers, and yet numbers are higher than they've ever been.
1: Yeah, it, my problem is, is is now that we've entered this whole like style of it's almost dumb to do something smart. Yeah, like the way people treat you and act. It's like, oh, hey, you know, all the scientists in the world agree on this thing. Fucking scientists, well, they change shit. Fucking Pluto's not a planet anymore. So, like, god damn it, you. Like why do you get to breathe my air?
2: It's like people are like because I like, have a like there I are a,
1: trees out there working really hard to produce
2: oxygen and you're this is what you're doing with it. <laughs> Go ahead, you ever say something? No, um, but like people, I've had because I have a a fake parlor account. What? Do you know what parlor is? No. It's like f- I refer to it as cryspace. <laughs> uh, I refer to it as echo chamber.
5: Are you just like on it. a website with a bunch of emos?
2: Parlor is, uh, what well, Parlor is, it is a
5: Hi, social Dustin.
2: network website for hardcore conservatives where they don't get called on their bullshit. So they
1: all got mad that Twitter was fact checking things and Facebook was fact checking things. And they're like, well, that's censorship. No, that's
2: fact checking. It's different. I I well, I, but they—they they ab- take fact checking as infringing on their rights to freedom of speech.
1: Because if you can, it, apparently, not just being able to recklessly spread whatever nonsense you want, <clears throat> it is somehow infringing on. I don't. I don't. I, I honestly can't wrap my head around how they got to the point they're at. Uh, like, hey, this is fact checked by a company that. By a bunch of different groups that are all publicly funded, and they're they're not they're not a political thing at all. They're just going, hey, what you're saying? There's no proof. Behind, there's no proof for that. And somehow the parlor people have politicized that into being like, oh, they're censoring. Or and they're
2: monetizing on it.
5: My favorite thing is they started back-checking Donald Trump's tweets, so some people are Oh, it's so great. and I'll see it on my Twitter feed. Oh, it's the fucking oh, best. did you see that he blatantly tweeted, I won? And then they put, this, <clears throat> is, not, this is not approved by the counselor, yeah. or something like that.
1: It's, and I've always said, you can't reason someone out of a position they didn't reason themselves into. My problem now is that people are defending that as if your opinion matters in the way that facts work. And it's, it's infuriating to watch happen. Uh, I have really good friends, people I respect and, and think well of, that I've seen them state something and someone goes, hey, here are peer-reviewed studies saying that what you're saying is incorrect. We used to respect intelligence. We used to respect that understanding. Good
2: people still do.
1: But it's become <clears throat> it's become almost like, Socially damaging to want evidence for something.
2: Yeah. I forget, um, like, shit, I, you remember shit my dad says, the Twitter feed? Yeah. There's, they, I was going through the feed the other day. I'll have to find it real quick, because I found a lot of, I had to, I Googled Tom Brenneman a lot, because he didn't, you know Tom Brenneman, right? He did an interview with WLWT, and it's crazy that. He was like trying to like redeem himself in a way, and it's crazy that a former sports broadcaster who was world famous had to try and redeem his career on local television.
1: Yeah, I mean, but then there are people like, oh, you can't just say one racist thing and then still have your job. Well, you know, well no, not if you're, not if you're in that world. That's that that has changed. That's already happened. That's already gone. We're not. That's just that's not a thing you get to
2: do anymore. Nope. You gotta you gotta be really careful about what you're gonna say or people are gonna call your ass out.
1: Or what a crazy, crazy thought. Maybe address how you feel about
2: something if that's a thing that's you would say. So shit my dad says says First Amendment First Amendment doesn't protect assholes from criticism. The right to act like an asshole and be called an asshole is the same fucking right.
1: Right. Here's my here's one of the things that bugs me about that is Think of all, like, the late 80s, early 90s comics. That was a running theme. Like, the Dennis Leary's and the Dennis Miller's. On, oh, I do I wanted to, Dennis. But, <clears throat> like, that was a the theme then of, like, you can't just say something and people not be like, hey, you're fucking dumb. Or uh, Patton Oswalt, I think, has the best version of that joke ever. What did he say? <clears throat> it's like, uh, everyone has a right to their own belief. Well, yeah, you do, but... And we also have the right to say that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard.
2: It's like, so this is the tweet I was looking for. It said, no, you don't read news. You read stuff you agree with. Just because somebody's shit smells like yours doesn't mean it's not still shit.
1: Right. And it's been one of my biggest frustrations with, with <clears throat> a lot of things lately is I, my brain works in a very logical, direct
2: path as it should
1: if i say something and you go hey here's a consensus of people who've spent years studying this and they disagree with you i go oh okay i was wrong here's a new thing i'm happy to learn something i didn't fucking know or to understand it better i'll read the studies i'll I'll... i'm the asshole now yeah as far as like the public opinion goes i'm the asshole for being like can you prove that not that I disagree with you or dis- don't value your opinion or whatever. I just want to know, like, you you made a claim that should be able to be proven or disproven. Show me how you're right. Mm-hmm. And socially, I'm looked at as the bad person in that interaction. That's been bugging me a lot.
2: Because you want proof for someone's, like, hey, this is why you should think this way.
1: <clears throat> right. I don't, uh, you know, same with, like, take it back to the most base form, religion. I don't care what you believe. I don't at all. But you don't get to tell other people to do that. You, it, you can believe the world's 6,000 years old. I don't give a shit. But you don't get to teach that in a science classroom because there's no proof of it. I went it's to actually, a
2: Christian school and they like kind of did. Right. right. For up, like three years.
1: I grew up in Alabama. Very flavored in the way they taught things. But I also can read.
5: Um, in the state of Florida, it's actually illegal to see to teach a sex ed class. They teach you abstinence only.
2: Um, I don't know how much John Oliver you watch, but John John Oliver does a he did a fantastic segment on uh, sex ed, mm-hmm. just talking about like how abstinence only is like leads to like high pregnancy rates and.
5: It's, it's like, true. There's so many pregnant girls that went to that I went to school with.
2: There was only one in my class.
5: We had like mm, probably nine.
2: Holy shit.
5: Yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of if there's a problem, look around and see if someone else has solved that problem. How did they do so?
2: That's what America is doing with COVID. Because, like, Biden, the president elect, get over it. Uh, <laughs> wow, Lloyd's like, God damn it, I hate you. <laughs> no,
5: no, no. I love it. Sassy no, no, I
1: hate that that has to be said.
2: I know, yes. Um, but he's like already talking like New Zealand because New Zealand like got a real good control on COVID already. And there also, were
1: 32 straight days where there were more people in the white house with COVID than there were in the country of New Zealand.
2: That's insane. It's a real statistic. Yes. I also love how we're like having a serious conversation while I'm wearing a pink DJ girl t-shirt. I
5: really wanted to bring I
2: it was, up. I was waiting okay. to see when it would come up. <laughs> Please. Lily, tell the story.
5: So, and then we'll get
2: to your burns.
5: Alex is a terrible DJ, and hold on, wait—you've never
1: seen him DJ.
5: <laughs> I gotta assume. Okay, Alex did you go to a Billy's DJ. wedding? Alex? Is no, a DJ.
1: I wasn't invited. I'm not that cool.
5: <laughs> and um, I make fun of him for it a lot. So I got him this shirt, and it's a little girl shirt, and he fits it pretty it... perfectly. And it says DJ girl on it, and it has a little DJ girl.
2: Yep, it has a little. Uh... It's it's sparkly.
5: It is sparkly. It matches you, Alex.
2: That's why he draws a focus, ladies and gentlemen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna wear it when he DJs. Oh, uh, just covers.
2: the first night. The first night I'm back at Milano's. I'm gonna wear that shirt. I'm gonna have a lot of confused faces because <laughs> it's like it's a 21 and up bar, so it's like a lot of people will be newly 21. Yeah. And the, and this is going to be their my first impression to a lot of people. I love it, and um,
1: I, I I won't go. All right, I'll just say we'll take some pictures of Alex and Lily with Alex in the shirt. And yes. Post them on.
2: Yes, we will do that.
4: Well, I mean, it was my Im- first impression of you, and I still think you're pretty cool, so... Thank you. I'm sure they will, too. She's I appreciate
2: that, Bobby. from
1: Florida, so don't... Oh, yeah, don't take... <laughs> take salt, anything, don't take anything Floridian say seriously. <laughs> she just told me she doesn't like people based on their names because of someone else she knows with the same name, so I'm <laughs> still pretty confused on how...
5: Hey, she said she wouldn't date two people with the same name. I don't think that's... At the
2: same time, or... No,
5: I, 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 I think I know
2: boyfriends. what you're talking about. Like, if you have an ex named Daniel, yeah. you're not going to date another guy named Daniel.
4: Yeah. Yes. It would just be a little weird. I
2: like.
1: All right, I'm the weird one here.
2: I don't.
4: I, I mean, if I had, I would both, never even both
1: register the... as a thing that mattered in my
6: head.
2: Like, God forbid you date, you meet another girl named Breezy. It would just. We like, oh, have weird. to
5: break up for Breezy break up with Breezy for that, and that's not happening. No, it's not uh, and you heard it here first. <laughs>
2: no wait, first?
5: I mean it's been
2: pretty good. I cringe shady. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck happened last week?
2: The Bengals not only lost the game, that's pretty much irrelevant at this point. They lost their franchise quarterback Joe Burrow for a, I mean at the very least best case scenario the rest of the season. Yeah,
3: I picked a hell of a week to come on, you guys. Yeah, you really
2: <laughs> did. We got we're we're gonna we're gonna be talking about this for for a little bit. It's really the only thing to talk about. He was yeah he was like the little glimmer of hope in, Joe Burrow
3: in a universe of bullshit.
1: Yeah, he was just—he was just kind of winning me over to like, like, on the all right, I'm, I'm on board. I'm right, the Titans
3: game was a good uh, sort of turning point. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but years ago, a head coach, you know, he was asked about how a lot of his rookies were performing well that year, and he's like, "Well, once you get to week nine or ten – they're not really rookies anymore. I mean, that's the length of a college football season. So by yeah, time, yeah. so by the time they're getting to ten, week ten or eleven, they feel like they have a season under their belt already. They've already played eleven NFL games. So yeah. at this point, they, like a lot of guys get injured in their first year, and they only play eleven games. So a lot of these guys aren't even rookies anymore. And, and
2: Burrow like <laughs> wasn't even a rookie when he started. It, <laughs> it felt really like, it, like it, it felt like he like already had a grasp of the system. He was like. Doing well, exploiting his targets. He was exploiting Tyler Boyd. And even T. Higgins didn't even seem Higgins like it was. Yeah, I mean, I think really it was like he, Burrow came out and it's
3: like he, he had to realize he had to learn he had to get rid of the ball, basically. That he because wasn't going to. Because his whole line was right. so trash. It's like our defense was so bad at practice that he didn't realize that against a real NFL defense that he was going to have to start getting rid of it. But once he figured that out, I really feel like. Uh, it's pretty obvious that you have a guy that you can build around. And I think a lot of the frustration right now is because a lot of fans realized that early on that obviously we have something to build around. So you got to make sure you protect your investment. Now it's... the only
1: building that's going to happen is that fucking knee.
2: <laughs> Cause so, according to I be, according to Adam Shafter and every time you say Adam Shafter's name on like a football podcast you get like a little bit of a stiffy because like I'm being official I'm being cool he's the guy who knows about stuff he's the guy who knows everything anyway he said that he tore his ACL MCL and I believe PCL and meniscus
1: and there the one was I saw it didn't have PCL they just said the meniscus under the PCL was
2: torn okay. So basic, and there was also structural damage, which structural damage, aka the thing that forms a knee. Yeah,
1: it's gone. Yeah, he uh, he fucked it up good. Oh, the he's a winner. He
2: knows how to win. He knows how to do things well. It's it, the thing that sucks though is like the line. His, <laughs> I mean, it's clearly been a weak point. The Bengals did. It seems like they were like. Trying to like cover holes in a boat before it was sinking, but they're like, there were too many holes and shit. They kept trying to put their fingers over it and shit. Yeah. And then, like, the pocket can only collapse around a quarterback so many times before his leg needs to be 127 hours.
3: <laughs> oh my God. God. Yeah, I mean, like, so they're happy with the left side. I think they they're happy with what they got in the left side of their <laughs> offensive line with Williams' draft pick who missed all last year, and then Michael Jordan. You know, the and verdict's out, out on their center, center, but then it yeah. So then, but then you get to the right side, and I think that's where they're worried. But they got in Spain. Their weekend, excuse right. right now is that they really only had four <laughs> sack. They had four sacks in that Steelers game, which against the Steelers, that's I mean. Really not that bad, but <coughs> he doesn't always show up. I mean, he had four sacks, but he's also getting rid of the ball a lot faster, so he's still getting pr- –
2: Because he knows pr- he pr- has to. Around.
3: And, like, when he gets hit, like, he didn't get sacked when he broke his knee in half, did he? No. Yeah. I mean, so he's still getting hit even if he's not – Their excuse excuses. He was, he was only sacked four times against Steelers, <coughs> and he's only been sacked four times in the last three games. He didn't get sacked at all against
2: Washington. But or he... Tennessee. but, but Tennessee's like... defense isn't all that great, though. Exactly, but I mean, it, it all, I think they're mad. also down, Javion Clowney, right now. Oh, he's just gone, isn't he? Is he still with them? I think he's still with them, but like, like hardly. <clears throat> he might be hurt or something, or he might be on the COVID list. But yeah, I mean, they're, they
3: I guess their excuse is like, we feel like we fixed it. It's like, man, anyone who watches a game knows you did not. Because <laughs> that
2: game, you started Hakeem Adeniji, and you can't. It's so hard to trust a rookie sixth round draft pick. As you're starting right. Tackle. Also,
3: Zach Taylor can't come out and say We feel like we fixed the problem and we're make and we were making Burrow a priority and simultaneously say, Well, we wanted to see what we had in the sixth round pick. <laughs> it's like, all right, if you want to experience what the sixth what the sixth round pick can do, maybe. Well you also in don't first.
2: wait. I mean this this is obvious in retrospect, but you all, I also said this at the draft. Why wait until the sixth round to fix what is clearly your biggest problem?
1: Well, I think that they go with the best player on the board thing, and that's worked out pretty well overall. I think it's just a style of draft or whatever. But clearly, I mean, it wasn't even like the O-line really fucked up on that play. It's just a thing that The happens. pocket collapsed one too many times. Right, but, I mean, it wasn't like it was— Every time
3: he gets hit, there's a—you bur- that you know— I imagine there's some statistic or sabermetrics that quarterback has an injury like that once every 300 times they get hit or yeah. something. But every time he gets that's that's the whole point. Every time he gets hit, he's put like he's at risk of that happening. Because
2: when you have like a 270, 250, 270 pound defensive end falling on it, <laughs> it's not going to be in good shape. You knew when he was laying there. I texted so. I texted Billy DeVore, very great, great friend of the pod. I'll have to find it real quick because we nerded out a lot on football on Sunday. Oh, I mm-hmm. scrolled right to it. I said, uh, text him three times in a row. I said, oh, no,
1: oh, no, oh, no.
2: Like right when that happened. He's like, and yeah. Full then aid
1: man busted and I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. out oh, yeah. true. Family Guy. a family guy. But it? like,
2: I want that to happen in
1: real life just <laughs> once. <laughs> he's as like, long as not at your house, right? <laughs> uh, even if it is. <laughs> At this point, just just once, just to see it happen.
2: But then Billy was like, yeah, dude, that was inevitable when you have such a terrible offensive line. It was inevitable, and I think that's why everyone's just so
3: mad right now. I mean, obviously, they're just really – everyone's just upset that it happened. But I think ultimately everyone's like, if we all knew, if we all knew this was going to happen and it did
2: happen, it's just validating everyone's thoughts. Um, and it doesn't change the fact – and this is going to be a hot take – it doesn't change the fact that you draft Joe Burrow. Okay, let's talk about that for a
3: second. So, yeah, I mean, they drafted him in—is that 2020? If I'm not
2: mistaken, April.
3: Me- April, right? The NFL Late drafts April. in April, so I mean, you can say that. Yeah, they didn't draft an offensive lineman early. Like, go get someone in free agency, and you had him in April. They got, and you knew your line was not that good. They got
2: Suafilo. And he got hurt in the first game of the year. And he hasn't been back since.
3: What position does he play? He's a guard. He's the right guard.
2: Yeah, Xavier Suafilo. That's been the problem. His right guard's been just revolving. And if Suafilo could play... I mean, I know that one offensive lineman isn't going to fix your entire line. No, I mean, they had scheme
3: problems early on, too. They should have known early on that they needed to have the scheme where they're at now. The scheme that they've gone with the last 3 weeks is just a lot a lot
2: quicker pace. It seems like they've just been like going fuck it with their starting five.
3: Well, they're saying that well that's what they were saying is they were trying to get a look at some of the younger guys so that they know what they need to do in the off season. But the problem is, yeah, if you're still going to run burrow out there and you're experimenting with some of these backup younger offensive linemen, it seems like you're trying to do too many things. It wasn't and like they, I get you're trying to find out what you got in these guys because you are trying to protect O'Burrow, but I just feel like that's where it broke down a little bit. Is yeah, they want to look at the sixth round pick. He could end up being a great player, and then you don't have to go get another tackle in the draft. Maybe you focus on a guard, but you're
2: not taking a guard at <laughs> third overall. They, so. I mean, the highest you can take one is probably mid first round. I don't round. even
3: think you can take a center at third overall. I almost feel like a third overall. You gotta look at you gotta look at tackle. It's it
2: would have to be a tackle. Here here's a stat for you. Do you know the last time a first overall pick in the NFL draft was not a quarterback, offensive tackle, or defensive end?
1: Seventeen seventy six.
2: Very good, Lloyd. That pick was George Washington.
1: Do you know what it was?
3: <coughs> no, I mean, I look back and all I can think of is quarterbacks.
2: <laughs> quarterbacks. Um, offensive tackles. Offensive tackle or defensive end. The last time a player was drafted for a role that was not one of those three positions was 1996. And it was Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson. Yep. That's the last time that's happened. Wow. Because like offensive tackles was like Eric Fisher... Jake Long. Uh Robert Gallery was second overall in 04. Was Slick Willie first overall? N- Willie Anderson. <laughs> oh. Big Daddy Wilkinson was first overall. Dan Wilkinson was a defensive tackle and he was like ninety five. <coughs> so. Kajana Carter was ninety four and Dan Wilkinson was ninety five. They took Dan
3: Big Daddy was after Kajana?
2: Yep, you're after. All right, so what do we do next? (laughs) Uh, For now, you got to go with the golden arm Ryan (laughs) Ryan Finley, who, and I quote from Wired Team Sucks, has the most perennial second stringer name I've ever heard. (laughs) Perennial. His name is way too close to Ryan Lindley's name for my comfort. All I remember about Ryan Finley is
3: how... <clears throat> how infatuated Zach Taylor was with him in the
2: draft last year. They're like,
3: is Finley going to be available when Zach Taylor goes to get him? And then you he was, see uh, him did, did he think it was
2: like a pro style
3: quarterback or something? He was all about Ryan Finley when he drafted him last year. Like he was talking about him leading up to the draft. Like you, they knew that they were going to take him. They, there was talk of them taking him higher than the fourth round or whenever. It was they the fourth took round. Him. So, I mean, they were talking about taking him higher than that.
2: Like, they took Drew Sample in the second round. (laughs) Drew Sample. Oh, my God.
3: Look at some of the guys that were taken after Drew Sample, and it will just crush you. I will gladly
2: look at that. It will crush you. Oh, my God. You should
3: look at – I don't remember who it is. You should look at who the pick directly after – True sample is.
2: One person said on Wire Team sucks, I don't think I will ever forget that John Ross was drafted before Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. That's devastating. <clears throat> but like I remember the well, tor- I know DK
3: was definitely taking after <clears throat> True Sample. Yes, he was. Yeah. He's he was supposed to be like a mid first round pick. And what people didn't like about him was he was talking about how good he was going to be. That was it.
2: It wasn't like. No, it was like. I think he had like a hip issue or something like that.
3: Yeah, so his 40 time wasn't his real 40 time or whatever.
2: Com- the combine is like so little. Crap. It's, it's crap. so little. It shows so little yeah. of what the guy can actually do. Well, look at this Brock we- Osweiler guy. He hit, he's six 6'7 and he I hit a target 40 yards it. down the field. I hate we got to Brock get this. God, I hated Brock Osweiler. And then you got like
3: five, ten Kyler Murray running around just yeah, yeah. schooling people
2: like And then throwing Hail Marys to DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> God damn it. The Combine does so little. Because what the Bang like the Bengals looked at John Ross, four point two two in the Combine. I'm a hundred percent right on that. And they're just like, Yep, that that's out of guy. That's out of guy. Right. And because I, I was saying, I was telling this to Lloyd last week about John Ross. Is like it's so easy to make uncontested catches in the N.F. or in college when you're out running guys all throughout the Pac-12. It's like if the quarterback throws it 50 yards down the field, of course you're gonna <coughs> catch it. Like, cause that's been John Ross's problem his whole career was catches and injuries.
3: Well, that's what the quarterbacks have problems with too. Is like honestly, their offensive line doesn't matter because a lot of these schemes. They were getting the, rid of the ball so fast that they, they've they they never really had to deal with a broke-down pocket or anything like that. Oh, yeah, because, like...
2: Just drop-back throw. Drop-back throw. Because what Burrow didn't get sacked at all until... Um, I mean, like, he didn't get sacked at all during the Washington game. Then every time I looked at Finley, like, every time I looked up... Because at that point, I was just, like, checking fantasy scores because I didn't fucking care. But... Every time I looked up, Finley was getting sacked. He was rattled. He was getting sacked, and the and the defensive line knew it's like Ryan Finley was atrocious last year. They are fast forward three hundred and
3: sixty five days, and it's Ryan Finley getting sacked. They are Finn now getting stuck sacked. with him.
2: That's they are stuck between Ryan Finley and Brandon Allen, who started a couple games last year. Oh, well, he'll it? start a couple games this
3: year. You think you're not gonna see Brandon Allen? <laughs> oh, I guarantee
2: you. Brandon Allen was—he no- was Kyle Allen.
3: <laughs> We'd be so lucky. You want to hear some players taken after uh, Drew Sample? Yes, please. The next player taken was Miles Sanders. Oh, for one, fuck the Eagles oh. are trash, but he averages like six yards a carry. Miles Sanders
2: is a very underrated. Michael
3: Hardman, very good special teams guy. Um, DK Metcalf was yep. the last player, last taken pick of the second the round. Second round. Third round, Deontay Johnson's ha- ha- played pretty well. <clears throat> He's been good. Um, Daryl Henderson.
2: Mm. He's fine.
3: Oh, Jermaine Pratt, the Bengals picking the third round. <laughs> yep. Uh, David
2: Montgomery, De- Devin Singletary, Both Terry
3: me. McLaurin.
2: I am a very big Terry McLaurin stand. I actually yeah. heard this stat on the, like uh, on the Athletic Podcast, like week nine or some shit. It was like week, I, th- I think it was like week nine. At that point, 100% of Terry McLaurin's plays were resulted in at least a first down
3: yeah I, I can't wait to see him on a real team <laughs> I said that a few times this year I'm like if you put him on a team that actually like if you gave him to Kyle shanahan or something it would just be it would just be over yeah he's like because you that's what you notice is like these guys that are able to perform at such a high level when their team, like, when their entire career, their team has been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs from week one, and, like, they're full of um, a bunch of players that grade below average, and they're still out there and able to just um, perform at a high level week in and week out. It just makes you wonder how that guy would excel in a decent program. I would compare him to Tyler Boyden that way. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd definitely has performed very because, well on
2: some really bad teams. Because Tyler Boyd, for a while, was like the second fiddle to A.J. Green. And and when Green got hurt the last couple of years, Tyler Boyd stepped up and was a very good number one.
3: Yeah, Tyler so Boyd. So if you
2: put Terry McLaurin on another team where he's a number two, game fucking over. Right. Put him on the Packers.
3: Is put him with any... Yeah, a good quarterback. Packers would be a great example. I mean, this is obviously hypothetical. Right, right. But I think that with the wide receivers all the time, their statistics are so based on who their quarterback is. Like A.J. Green, another guy who put up great numbers, but his skill level, if you even put him with like a Matthew Stafford level of quarterback... I mean, Dalton was a... Good quarterback. If you put him with a Matt Ryan, even, like a mid-level, or if you put him with a higher level, like a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes, imagine Aaron Rodgers, like you said, imagine the stats A.J. Green would have had in his career. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: So I think about um, A.J. Green and Julio Jones were drafted within two picks of each other. And I think that Andy Dalton was a better fit for A.J. Green and Matt Ryan was a better fit for Julio Jones. Because Matt Ryan had just that that arc on his deep ball. And Julio would just go up and get it. Maybe well, that's
3: my problem with green stats with Dalton is Dalton was never
2: really a good Dalton. deep ball guy. No, he, ha- he could barely hit a guy in stride. But The but one
3: deep ball they connected on was the game winner, I think it was against Baltimore. Oh, where yeah. Where he was way behind is, the pile.
2: Ahead of a tipped it up, and A.J. Green's like, oh, shit. With his feet on the back line.
3: Oh, wow. No. Yeah. But anyway.
2: Dalton was a guy who would just zip it 15 yards. Best case scenario, he would zip it 15 yards down the field. AJ Green would catch it. He would zip it 15 yards down the field. Tyler Boyd would catch it. That is not where John Ross succeeded. John Ross is a go route guy. He's a deep threat.
3: John Ross is like a ghost of the 1990s Oakland Raiders, where all
2: we do is draft speed and they still lose do that. Yeah, they show up at the combine for the forty. They Go to the 40 time. Alright, that's that guy. Alright, let's go, let's go to Indianapolis and see what's around. Let's go to Helium. My guy Jeff Hobson
3: at Bengals.com said the other day that John Ross, because they've been so depleted at DB, John Ross was working out. I saw that. And then he got hurt working out with the corners. He twisted his ankle and now he's injured.
2: Do you, we were talking about this last I week. I think right? he would
3: actually be good at that. He's fast and he can't catch. Put him back there. I'm I'm for it. Let him learn it. It happens. Guys do it.
1: It happens. Wasn't he a running back in college for half his career? At all?
3: Probably. Hey, I'll tell you what. Another fun stat Bengals related. Darnay Scott, when he got to San Diego State, former Bengals wide receiver. When he got to San Diego State, he was a DB and he roomed with another DB. You know who that DB was? Marshall Folk. <laughs> Darnay Scott, Marshall Polk roomed in together. And they came in as DBs. They left as a wide receiver and running back. Yeah, yeah. And Marshall Folk with within the rest is
2: history. Well, so. also, I'm trying to think of like other, like Devin Hester. He was a wide receiver and a cornerback. and they, he's He known moved like, the
3: corner because they said he wasn't a very good wide receiver. And then he, all those kick returns, he went to Atlanta. They made him a legit you know, he, wide receiver. Devin Hester
2: <laughs> had more punt return touchdowns and kick return touchdowns than he did receiving touchdowns. I believe it, yeah.
3: Because with the Bears, he didn't really play much receiver yet because like he came in as a corner return man. But he had definitely played wide receiver,
2: I think. And well, that's because they no experimented one- with
3: When he got to Atlanta, they legit used him as a wide receiver.
2: Well, that's because no one's like marketed in the NFL draft, like, oh, draft my guy right here. He's a punt returner.
3: I do think that a lot of times they talk to the coaches at the colleges, they know. Um, I think a lot of times it just has to do with, like, yeah, and the college is like, Yeah, um, this is a good this uh, cornerback. He always showed practice on time, and he's really fast. And they all try they try to hype
2: up their few guys. It's it's like the flashiness that you see. It's like like look at Jamarcus Russell. He had one of two. We can. (laughs) I mean, he had anyone can have a good highlight reel. Anyone can have like a crazy good highlight reel. Like Jamarcus Russell had a obviously had a cannon of an arm. And I watched his NFL highlight reel, it's like he made forty yard passes look easy. He had he had just a
3: um discipline
2: problem. He got fat.
3: He just legit
2: got. Did you fat. hear some of the shit that came out about him like after his career? Maybe. Like it's like um there was one story that came out about the Raiders where he uh Um they wanted to find out because they didn't think he was watching film. So they gave him a blank tape, and they're like, and they're like, "Hey, Jamarcus, did you watch this?" and it was like, "Yeah, I watched it, and yeah, they, and it and him, blank, yeah, and it was blank yeah it was a blank tape <laughs> I also heard they had to bribe him to watch film with um uh I think like Mcdonald's, little cheeseburgers, babies, or snack cakes. McDonald's cheeseburgers or hey, something. McDonald's cheeseburgers like bro, we got we got little Debbie pumpkins, and they released him after only like four years or like three years or something like that,
3: yeah, I think that's I think
2: what." <laughs> That's what these guys
3: need to be looking at in the draft. Who are the guys with with the work ethic? Because they're the guys who ultimately make it. The athletes, the crazy off-the-chart athletes, they honestly fall
2: behind. They're the guys that get the fans excited.
3: Oh, yeah, it's all about selling tickets.
2: Well, That's how
3: Mike Brown has gotten this far. Is he's He knows how to attract you with excitement. Like, he honestly he didn't even know Joe Burrow would be this good. He just knew that you'd be like, oh, I'll tune in every he Sunday. Had the greatest, he through
2: 60 touchdowns in a college season.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, so did David Klingler when we drafted him. Well, yeah, because
2: David Klingler played for Houston. In Houston is notoriously a school that throws 150% of the time?
3: Well, they're both situations where the guy really only had one major year in college. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was just more the idea that Mike Brown didn't draft this guy because he does his research. Yeah. He's trying to sell tickets. And you're right. I think a lot of these guys get drafted high because they want to sell tickets. But then explain to me how DK Metcalf lasted in the end of the second round. That dude's built like... A truck.
2: <laughs> and it worked out for, for the Seahawks.
3: Yeah, I remember when he got drafted, I'm like, man, Russell Wilson has never had anything like that in his life. And I stand by that. I drafted Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf this year. And I got Russell awesome. Wilson
2: pretty late this year.
3: He's just, he's never had anyone like that to throw. Tyler Metcalf is off the charts DK. athletic. No, yeah. Tyler Lockett, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. is off the charts athletic. But I mean he's just a little guy. He's like a lot of teams have a guy like that. He's Tyler like Lockett. the next coming. Nobody he's the like next he coming of Metcalf. Doug Baldwin. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean I think he's more he's more athletic than Doug Baldwin yeah, even more I was said or Macla- like McLaurin kind of I think too like quick, real quick. But he's well, just like I mean Metcalf is just like a, a generational player, man. Like how how almost every team skipped him twice. Is just unbelievable, especially with how often teams are throwing the ball. It was twenty nineteen, like, right? There's not a team, yeah. There's not a team that could not use but the- <laughs> Not a single team.
2: That could and not then use- the Seahawks just locked into him, and now he's their number one guy, who is so fast they tracked down a quarter quarterback and became a meme.
3: He, it was Buddha Baker. <laughs> was yeah, I like know,
6: insane.
2: <laughs> My favorite meme was the first one that I saw. Uh, my favorite meme was the first one that I saw. It's um, we've been trying to reach you regarding regarding your car's extended warranty. <laughs> that was very. What weird. I like
3: about that play is that's like the one game where Patrick Peterson shut him down, and he really did, had no offensive statistics to show for it, and that did not prevent him at all from still giving a shit about his team winning the game and yeah. tracking that guy down. A lot of wide receivers get out of the way when the guy's running it back. If you watch. Like, especially watch the Bengals. Like, guys like AJ Green will just get out of the way. Yes. Um, TK Metcalf is coming for you like he's a defensive end.
1: Calvin Johnson was that dude who was like, no. You picked off one of my boys. I'm about to fuck you up. I'm coming to get you. you I guess it's easier when you're big like DK or Calvin. By the way, (laughs) was he
2: pick after Jamarcus Russell? Yes, he was. Calvin? Yes. Yes, Oh, I just didn't hear what you said. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm... Um, but anyway, back to the Bengals, because this is a Bengals podcast. I mean, I, I'm assuming a lot of us are football fans, like NFL fans. Like, Lloyd and I nerded out on NFL last week. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So. I know some things here. And I got now. red
3: zone, baby. I'm, I'm locked in. <laughs> so,
2: we talked about how the Bengals um, should have dra- Should I mean, they're, they're down to Ryan Finley and Brandon Allen. <coughs> and before the podcast, we floated out a name. That has been floated around for years, and I've been like not like against because I'm a fucking Trump fucking go suck America flags dick, but I've yeah. been like it's too it's, <laughs> it was too much of a sexy signing for me. But because you already had in you had a capable starter in Andy Dalton, you have a capable starter in Joe Burrow, but now Ryan Finley has been pretty mediocre best over the last couple of years. And now you're down Brandon Allen who started, like, what, three, four games his whole career? So there was a name out there that we kind of floated around before the podcast, and I kind of agree. Lloyd, what was that name?
1: I was saying, I'm going from a very different place than you. I'm going business decision. How do you sell the jerseys? How do you keep the lights on?
2: Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. This is the first time I've ever been like, in support of the signing of Colin Kaepernick. I mean, like, wow, I could have worded that better.
1: Kaepernick to the Put Bengals. Put your tiki torch and try that again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will say about Colin Kaepernick, all right, so what's fun about the Bengals is even though their record is horrible and, you know, they're not going to the playoffs because they don't play in the NFC East, <laughs> <laughs> you still – They're playing the NFC the East The quarterback play is what makes you want to watch their games, I think – you know, I, I don't, I don't think see it as a realistic scenario. But if you, it's did, not going to happen. I would still be all about watching every quarter of but every but game The, the rest, if of the they sign
6: Kaepernick,
1: Monday night games get swapped out. Tell me I'm wrong. That yeah, but I already watched season. the Monday night. Games. No, no, no. But here's my thing: is tell me they don't get switched out to Bengals games.
2: Tell There's already one, one later this year. I. I and mean, that'll get swapped out.
3: But anyway, yeah, <laughs> they no, don't have it, Kaepernick. That'll get away. Out. They'll be swapping other <laughs> yeah. games too. Someone else is gonna get swapped in because they signed. <laughs> no, no, it's probably going to. But,
1: but, I'm just saying from a business decision, he's gonna, if they draft him, he'd be coming into there a system. There you go. That's a that
3: sexy is, Mike Brown pick for right, you.
1: But I'm not. This is one time I would be on that. I'd be on board that train because you were set to sell, you know, three quarter of a million Burrow jerseys in the off season. Oh, you sold a ton of burrow jerseys. Well, I'm saying like this off season, when everyone tends to buy them. Oddly enough, this off season, but you're you know they projected three hundred or three quarter of a million burrow jerseys to be sold in the off season. I'm
2: assuming that's like nationwide because you're also sending them to bat, to Louisiana, right?
1: That's not going to happen now. He's he's out. He's gone. Who's buying his jersey this off season? They don't even know if he's coming back next year. Yeah, you don't want to be that asshole in the stands if people actually get to go to games again, wearing the jersey of the dude who was potentially going to be real dope last year. I mean,
2: granted, I, I went to a Bengals game last year and saw a guy in an Achilles Smith jersey. I, well, yeah, I mean,
1: there's fucking mullet heads a bunch
2: <laughs> wherever you
1: go. I mean, one so that's my that
3: would be one heard. of my counter arguments would be, I would say a majority of the Bengals. Loyal, like the really, really blindly faithful Bengals fans, lean super hard to the right. Oh, I—I I was on either the closet Nation. or openly racist. Hey, it would be very against the captain. Answer me this:
1: Why was Howard Stern famous? Not for the people people who turned in excited about what he was going to say.
3: The people who turned in. To it's be like mad Bill Cunningham. Yeah, I listen to Bill Cunningham. And I just laugh my ass I mean, why? off.
2: Why? For but, sure. Right. It's it's. it's <laughs> I mean you get you you're always going to have your Well, and that's the, and that's
3: the reason no uh, that I think a lot of teams haven't signed him for the purpose of the jersey sales cuz they revenue share. So it doesn't even matter like the bank, Mike Brown the reason Mike Brown wins is cuz he doesn't spend all the money he has to spend right. and he's still making just as much money off your Ezekiel Elliott jersey sales
1: as they that's are. that's kind of that kind of feeds the same point I'm making though is for the money grab, for the spotlight grab, for the if you want to see, I
3: go to a game. I think, I,
1: like, I, like I, I just
3: think I'm in the minority. See, if, if, but Ka-Bernick I would be like, sign, hold, yeah. Not, if they signed Kaepernick, I'd be like, fuck then, it. No one else is gonna. I'm gonna go. To no, like
1: but see, a game. I think you're wrong. I, I absolutely think, just from Alex has the that is peak autism, 2020. By I the have way, people autism.
3: That is peak 2020, by the way. Joe Burrow goes down, and Colin Kaepernick takes
2: over the. That's just crazy regular. shit. <laughs>
1: okay, do you understand the amount of
2: rednecks?
1: No, the amount of just.
2: <laughs> it's not where it's going. Again, okay, the right. media. It'd be insane.
1: Spent. The the, the cycles that would happen for I and from six no, months. I would go. I that.
3: would be in the con column for me because like a lot of these guys are so young. I don't think you want. You want that kind of like circus around, like if you're not really competing. I honestly just think it was stupid to not have a backup figured out if you weren't going to. See,
1: I'm going the opposite. I think a lot of these, a lot of these young guys that are on the team, which is what we're counting on, and a lot of the guys coming in that would now be excited to be drafted by the Bengals because they've been on SportsCenter, they've been on fucking Colin Caltit, coward. That, yeah, that fucking
2: nerd. He's <clears throat> he's more fine than people give him credit for. It's just uh, some of the outrageous things I he like says. The herd. I like the herd. I do like <laughs> Colin Coward I sometimes. I don't like the people
1: that, when I don't believe the shit they say, but I get why they're saying it. Like uh, Stephen, Stephen Smith. Or Stephen oh, A. Smith.
3: him and Skip are the worst. They right. obviously are the guys who just say stuff just to, like, Say something different from what everyone else is saying. Like crazy like Stephen a. smith
1: voice. Cowherd's just one step down from that. Like as soon as Stephen A. Smith, I agree. Opinion, I could,
3: I could concede to that. That Cowherd is like a, a watered down. I'm going to say just re, outlandish. You know, thing. he's
1: not the Howard Stern. He's the Bubba the Love Sponge. And that reference is so goddamn far. tight that I dare anyone to challenge me on that.
3: I would references. say Doug Gottlieb is the Bubba the Love Sponge.
1: <laughs> I,
3: he's the one no, who's so, against the Washington Redskins the, changing their name. Well, no, 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 no. So <laughs> he's actually, like.
1: But see, Bubba the Love Sponge had that. He was so, he knew how to be controversial, controversial, but not controversial enough to get syndicated everywhere. Like, think so that's a, why I compare him to Cowherd, as opposed to other guys like that. Guys like that that take those weird hard stances. They're going to be like the Alex Jones...
2: Kind of like... <laughs> hey. Nick almost spit-taped spit taped all over me. Like, that's either going to be the...
3: Let's not talk about Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, I'll
2: talk about Alex Jones for hours. That's one Like, of you why. remember uh, Don Imus?
1: The, uh, Imus was... I mean, he was a New York radio person. he didn't have an opinion on anything that wasn't changeable by a fucking write-up in New York Post. Like remember what he said about his career, yeah,
2: about the Rutgers women's basketball team. He learned
1: the term "nappy headed hose" and used it at the wrong time. (laughs)
2: Yep, he learned that term four days before he said it. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, all that happens all the time. It's like it it was just on his word a day calendar. He was
1: fucking 76 years old and he ate mostly applesauce. Who gives a fuck (laughs) what he says? You know, it's kind of like when like, oh, Paul Dean said something racist. Yeah, we know. She eats fried butter on national television. We don't expect anything different, okay? <laughs> oh, the Duck Dynasty guy isn't real hyped on fucking gay marriage? Yeah. Figured that one out before you said no it. No shit. Shocked. Didn't, and so none of them are going to be a, hyped on I'm a Colin Kaepernick. Like, I was surprised that Imus didn't say something way more racist. Like, when I heard what the big thing was about, I was like, hey, he's a 70-year-old white dude who grew up in Jersey. Like, what do you think he was going to think? Who knows? It wasn't going to
2: be progressive. Man, I wonder it it would be crazy. To see, yeah, people what, forget that <laughs> people
3: forget that these people exist. I don't like, know.
2: Like like this is like Cincinnati is middle America. If he was signed by like say a team out west, like a team that needs a quarterback. Say say the Broncos. I mean, Drew Locke's fine, but like Maybe he could back up Drew Locke or something like that. But this is middle-ass America, where you're going to get some fucking Huber Heights, some fucking Marietta, some fucking – I'm being oddly specific and for a Mary good Mont, reason. Mary Indian Mont's Hill. Uh, Min-
3: Monroe, Ohio, Lebanon. Monroe, people I mean, driving you an hour up, away you go and go tailgating all that. I, I lived in Lebanon. For like Those years. people will go away.
1: <laughs> no, 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 but here's the thing. They won't. We've seen time and time again They every say they're time. gonna cancel and then they're the no, ones on the NFL boards talking a controversy. It's the people who are on the I'm mad about this side. They they show up ten times more than the people who are I'm in support of this. Now, in the current way things are going with the past few years, you sign Kaepernick, you make Bengals fans out of a lot of people nationwide. Oh yeah. You just draw in a whole bunch of fans. And you have a year and a half where it matters, and then it goes away.
3: It probably makes the racists happy too, because he goes to the team with the worst offensive line, and they're just licking their chops. Like and that, then when he, I'll hit, get, get
1: to, I'll get to that in a second. But go on, Lloyd. <laughs> and then, but that's kind of where I was going with it. When he gets fucking sacked thirty-seven times in one game against you know the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks or some shit, <clears throat> everyone who hates him is so on board. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who supports him because of his political stance and Baba.
3: Oh, yeah. There would be primetime games. There'd be a primetime game. That's what I'm saying. You week, can make a
1: media circus. I just, as a Kaepernick fan,
3: I would like to see him go to a situation where he actually stands a chance. Like a hey, team ne- that runs an ne- offense. Ne- wait,
1: wait, wait. Let me stop you right there. You know he's not white, right? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> he's not going to go to a great. He's not going to go to a. He's not going to the Packers. They're not... I mean, Teddy
3: Bridgewater went to the Panthers. I mean, I don't think that would be... I think that would be a better situation for him than here. Teddy Bridgewater's not going to
2: last in Carolina.
3: Oh, no. He didn't. He's already out. He's already hurt. It's fucking P.J. Walker now. Oh, yeah. the P.J. Yeah. Walker show. That's I got that. that. You the I'm just, point I'm making. I know. I, I know what you're saying. It's... It's...
1: Yeah. You have the potential to make Bengals fans out of a lot of people around the nation... And piss off Bengals fans that are still going to be Bengals fans five years from
2: now. So, can I, well, I'm going to really interrupt you there. But it's like, these are people that four years ago said they're going to boycott the NFL. Fuck the NFL. Did but they? they're still Bengals No! Okay, so that's... They're okay. hypocritical! Well, no, yeah, right, I mean, so it's, that's
3: his point. Is yes, like, they're yes. still going to come out to the game. So
1: my point is, if you can make a media circus for the next 18 months out of that, and then bro comes back and they're like... Oh, we're we're good now, Colin. We got our yeah. guy back. You've now created a wider fan base for a s- small market team that suffers from small market team problems. Think of how many years in a row half of our coaching staff that does well gets picked off by other teams. A.J. Green had a quote where he said he, it was six years in and he had not had the same coaching staff for two consistent years of his career. And he was because, still a pro bowler. Right, but... Again, that's not that we're a small market team. The coaches are going to get picked. They're going to go other places. Nobody's you know I mean?
3: picking from us lately.
1: Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, yeah. uh, what's, what's our special teams got? Darren Simmons
2: went down to fucking I Miami. Subta- for, I subtaught for his son. But he, <laughs> no, I just thought I'd throw that in there. I fucked his daughter. Uh, <laughs> he Talk about out. a one-up. <laughs> <laughs> he went down to Miami for
1: the same salary he was making here. Why would you do that? Because it's the Bengals, for one. Yeah. Because he's going to a bigger market team where and his name is now taxes? spread out. <laughs> like the Dolphins the- are an
3: organization. <laughs> an organization. I'm just saying it's a
1: bigger market team. Right. Your name exposure goes higher. You move. Uh, um, what's his face? It went to the fucking Vikings. He literally to the same paycheck he would have got if he had stayed here, but he actually had chances to get bonuses if he stayed here. He didn't have any bonus options in his contract when he went there.
3: Well, that was a head coaching job, though.
1: Right, but I'm saying he went for a higher position right. and a big market team. If it was a money thing, he
2: would have stayed here. Well, that's a that's a big reason why people wanted... <clears throat> um, the national media for a while wanted Burrow to be drafted by the Dolphins. I
3: well, originally the Dolphins...
2: Wanted Burrow.
3: No, well, originally the Dolphins were going to have the worst record in the league.
1: And then the that the like, hey, step, hey, hey.
3: Hold my beer. They couldn't even. Hold my seltzer. But at that time, at that time, when the Dolphins were going to get the first pick, Tua was still the favorite for the Heisman. And yes, they were he was. Tua. And then he got hurt. And so, and then the Dolphins got better, and Tua got hurt, and they're still guessing Tua.
1: give Tua a couple years, I...
3: Well, they have Brian Flores. They
1: have a legit
3: top head coach. He might be the coach of the year. All right, so with that being said, and like you know what, do you, like, let's say Mike Brown feels like he's going to sell more tickets by just starting over again. Like, I know I got my quarterback. You could probably get a decent new head coach if you, like, are basically, sh- you've already <laughs> yeah, shown I mean, him you've got a franchise quarterback to build with. Like, who I, who would you be into if that were the for, situation? For the head coach? Yeah. Eric uh, B. Thank you. That was, that was, is what I was going to uh, say.
1: Or dude from Oregon, dude from Alabama.
3: What if Harbaugh is can because of the bad year with Michigan? Would you take him? No. Yeah. I'll bring Kaepernick after that, because he knows how to use I'd bring, it.
1: Uh, again, I'd bring Harbaugh in. I I think you guys look at all the teams the same. I do not.
3: What do you mean, look at all the teams the same?
1: <clears throat> like, the moves that any team would make, no. have the same. I don't. You brought a Harbaugh to Cincinnati again. You've up ticket sales. That's wh- a small market
2: Didn't team. One of the, John Harbaugh was a coach at UC for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, Again, you pull anyone from one of the hot college teams that people hear the name a lot. Like, uh, we hired the one fucking dude from Notre Dame who had been doing his job for a year and a half.
3: You talking about Brian Kelly before he went to Notre Dame? Or? No,
1: uh was before that, but... Not Charlie Weiss. We hired him as like a special, not even special teams, uh, a DB coach or whatever it was. Uh, uh, this is like late 90s. Hmm. There's a dude who he was hot because all of a sudden Notre Dame had like a shutdown defensive backs core. They just got lucky and had that talent there at that time, and all of a sudden this dude became hot shit because everyone said his name after every fucking college game. <laughs> well, this guy coached his team. Well, I mean,
3: yeah, look like at Chip Kelly, like. The difference is, and like Nick Saban didn't coach do well in the NFL, but if you look at, at, but there there are times where it works, and Harbaugh's proven he's been a good coach in both college and the NFL. Pete Carroll was good. Yep, I was just
2: about to say Pete Carroll.
3: I mean, sometimes it happens that guys are good at both. Sometimes guys do come from college and turn out to be pretty good head coaches. I'm trying to remember someone most recently. A lot of guys come from the Patriots, really, but Uh, that's because they're. We're about to roast one of them. Oh yes, we are.
1: Patriots are the best football organization.
3: Right. It makes sense to pull from there. Like, well,
1: but could... here's the thing. <laughs> we have guys on our – Unless you're Matt Patricia. Well, I mean, we have guys on our – like Duke Tobin, our player personnel guys. That They've literally tried to hire every season. They've offered Duke Tobin a contract. The Patriots have offered him one every single year. You know Why? Because he's fucking good at what he Cause does.
3: Because he knows how to draft fucking wide receivers. Yeah! <laughs> he knows how to draft. In general. Yeah, knows the knows Patriots are a day. horrible drafting team, if you look at it. Nikhil the, Harry? They are,
2: right. one, they are one of two NFL teams who have not drafted a Pro Bowler since 2014. You know so who, who the, the other his?
3: is? I have not drafted a Pro Bowler since 2014. You know who the other is? No, i The that Bengals. Is.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that's... No. When was AJ drafted? He was 2011, 2011.
3: Yeah, I was going to say older than that. That'll change trying, this year trying. with Jesse Bates. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Because
3: he's going to oh. the Pro Bowl.
1: Oh. But, so.
2: Sorry, I had to hear that. No, you're
1: fine. Uh, <laughs> the The Patriots draft, they go, what's our best position in this spot? And I think that's a foolish way to draft. I think it's not panned out for any team that's ever done it. Just ask fucking... <sighs> shit saying that drafts for the fucking Colts, uh uh Ursa? Yeah. That puddle of shit. <laughs> <clears throat> Just sad sack of fucking wasted sperm. Whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> hey, that's I'm a sad sack of wasted sperm. Hey, he had a pretty good draft this year. He's had some pretty right. good drafts. Lately. Hey, hey. i understand he's not he literally has not been allowed in the draft room for the past four years.
3: I'll tell you. All right. So with that being said, Frank Reich is just killing it. Look at the Eagles since he left them as offensive coordinator.
2: Oh, and they man. have the same personnel. Carson Wentz has gone down. Fucking. Their hell. whole
3: team really is has gone to hell. Oh man, and 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 then you look, yeah, and look at we're the we're about Colts. to roast one of the Eagles' rivals. We'll Literally, get to that they, in just a little bit.
1: They looted from the draft. Like it was in the contract. Of their head of player personnel, that Ursay could not come in the draft room.
2: That was a part of his. Because the. I feel like the thing is, though, is because Ursay would have so much say. He'd be like, I'm the one making the final right, call. Right, but he'd also have so much Evan
1: Williams in his bloodstream that he didn't know. <laughs> he couldn't have spelled a
2: call. Like, think about Al Davis. Think about Al, Al Davis in the not. Raiders draft room. He saw, I, I read, I looked it up, he saw Jamarcus Russell play in like the Orange Bowl or the, or the Sugar Bowl or some shit, he's like, that's the guy I want for our team. Okay, so as, a, then- as a student of human psychology, you take a
1: failed college track star and then give him a, a, a voice in the conversation of how a team drafts, and he goes, I want the fast guy. Yeah, he wants all the dudes who beat him in his shitty wearing a singlet on a track field day. He wants
3: to believe, he wants to be able to prove that speed is so important. Yes. That's what he wants to do. And what happened? But does (laughs) it translate to
2: NFL skill?
1: So Mike Brown's over conservative investment bullshit where he's squandered half of his family's money in the past thirty years. He wants to bet on the Be uh fiscally conservative and don't spend any money you don't have to. How's that work for him? No. You take what a personality is. It depends on your definition of successes
3: because Mike Brown bought out the other co owners in
6: cash.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but one of them was like. $72 Seventy-two dollars for a Jeff Ruby gift card. Like, <laughs> no one gave a shit when he did it. Like,
3: I would give up my share of the bagels for a seventy-two dollar Jeff Ruby gift right. card. So let's be real. The, and
1: the, this that's is my, my team that was like three years out from a Super Bowl. That's like if you work for Comey and Shepard during the fucking two thousand eight financial crisis. <laughs> We're like, hey, I know some shit. No,
2: like, no, you don't. It's fine. But I'll
1: I'll I'll buy your stock in something. So when they replace you.
2: So yeah, we got to get to the giants here cuz we've been we are at an hour and 9. Hour and 9 minutes. Big long one. So long it could we've been at it for so long we could have really clean balls right now from shaving. That was really uh, what's, stupid.
1: What's one of the most unattractive things about not shaving? Just the fact they have a forest down there or just like nose hair, ears hair. Nose hair. Gross, right. No one wants
2: that. No one does. Who can Ugh. fix that for you, Alex? Uh, Manscaped. Do you think Manscaped could work? I don't know. Tell me about it. I will tell you about Manscaped. Support for Fuck You We Like the Bangles comes from Manscaped, who is, the best in, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, Nick Mitchell, you are a guest on the pod. Uh, owner or manager of Chameleon?
3: Oh, just a manager, yeah.
2: Is, does Emily own it?
3: No, we don't own it. He wants to sell it to us, but...
2: And you don't want to... in. You know, I don't know.
3: I don't know if we want to own a bar. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, especially right now during the pandemic, like it's, so, it's like so much pressure and shit. I feel like you're in the middle of this, and this is the most hilarious segue. It's a hilarious segue to uh, um, host to talk about a time when he's hurt his balls while manscaping or a funny manscaping story. <laughs> Nick, do you have any of those? No, I mean, I think manscaping is definitely important, though. It really is. Like, it's like we're like kind of like, we're not even close to like post pandemic, like, oh I gotta shave my balls and and like really impress the lady. Like is you you're you're married, you have a kid <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're you gotta probably impress Emily with that or something like that. <laughs> uh, there, I, I had to like delicately say this like <laughs> like do I care about your wife's opinions about your balls probably I think not. generally
3: speaking if you care about person you're it's just general respect to yes. manscape if you're in a relationship with someone. Yeah, I would know. even like I even shave my armpits. Like if you walk around and all your shirts. I've never because are I've never smelly had... it cuts down the sweat a little bit and then you don't walk you don't smell like salty ass
2: sweat. Fuck I am going
3: time. to try that. There you go. That's what I bring to the pot. I'm gonna I'm, try that I'm so... not um you would be hilarious. it'd be hilarious if you showed up to like a swim party, like completely manscaped except for your head.
2: Uh, but yes, uh, that's why the re- that's why this revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0, which makes the for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's That's just nasty. nasty. 3.0, that's incredible. It is. It's incredible, man. The the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. What a breakthrough. It is. You already put deodorant on your armpits that are shaved. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Which, by the way, are your balls stinkier than your butthole?
6: Hmm.
1: Y'all know my life. I don't think so.
2: No, you gotta wash both, man, and shave both. Wash up. Uh, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their crop pres- crop reviver. This product, along with the crop preserver, keeps your ball keep your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Gave me those. Uh, tis the season to Manscaped. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code <laughs> armchair. ARMCHAIR. With the code That's cough,
1: cough. <laughs> 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 What happens when I try to talk too close to taking a drink? Get
2: 20% off and free shipping with the code <laughs> ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR, armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. ARMCHAIR. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year.
1: Sorry for all the coughing. I, uh, I cut one of my tonsils with a piece of crispy bacon from a Jersey Mike <laughs> sub earlier today, which if you look at the bottle I've been spitting in, it looks like I'm about oh my to die. God, no, I see that. <laughs> but I've had blood running out of it all. I got out of cut all day. Oh, so God. It, and then I accidentally took a sip, right as I was supposed to say, armchair earlier, on the first read. And that's the first coughing fit you guys heard. And I've been literally spitting out, like, red
2: You can blood. even see it on the side of the bottle.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I'm sorry, man.
1: So, I, you know, I mean, these guys had to deal with it in real time. But yeah, I apologize for all the coughing. But yeah, I have a um, little issue going
2: on today. It's
3: all right. That's why it's a audio podcast
2: and not <laughs> yep. a video. I this had,
1: video would be real gnarly, guys.
2: <laughs> if you had to bet on how bloody Lloyd's Sailor Jerry bottle is or how many times Lloyd would have to spit into a Sailor Jerry bottle, Nick, what website would you go to? Lloyd, what website would you go to? Bet online. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make online. a joke,
3: and then I realized I would just be
2: ruining what you're Oh, you're about. fine. You know, the wait is finally over. Football is finally. in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Online. Man. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, now that we got those out of the way, Sorry Lloyd... Let's talk about some jabronis. Let's talk about some Giants. We're going to start with uh, the first owner, Steve Tish. What do you got, Lloyd? He looks like uh,
1: Richard Branson, Missouri. Oh, (laughs) I read that wrong. He just looks like some dick that
2: hangs out in Branson, Missouri.
3: (laughs) You have anything on Tish? I got nothing on Tish.
2: I said uh, Steve Tish was on a, a season five episode of Shark Tank, and he looks like the guy who was rejected after he pitched the Giants as a football team. <laughs> and there is another owner, uh, John Mara.
1: He looks like the top half of Mr. Peanut if the bottom half of Mr. Peanut was stuck in a suit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Remember the original Sonic the Hedgehog they were gonna do, where it was like the Hedgehog, but he—that he's like Mr. Peanut, but the human, like, oh no, we need, we need to cancel this <laughs> yeah, you have and to remake
1: tone it down a notch. It can't be that realistic, yeah, like because his, like his face wrinkles. If you actually take a minute to look, they go both ways, and it's weird. That's why I went with the Peanut thing.
3: That's part of his best pickup line, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My wrinkles go both ways, girl. And she's like,
2: I. How much do you make a year? Your- These aren't <laughs> the only things that go both ways. And uh, the GM, Dave Gettleman.
3: Gettleman.
2: He looks like if John Oliver jerked off to naked pictures of motorcycles. <laughs> he looks like if old Seth Rogen fucked old Mandy Patinkin <laughs> in a Golden Corral. I don't <laughs> have any luck ones. It's all good.
0: Coaching.
2: Joe... Judge, Judge, former Patriots coach, former Patriots special teams and wide receivers coach, LJ. <laughs> he looks like a more pansy and ass kissy version
1: of Paul Ryan. Like instead of like not understanding "Raging Against the Machine" lyrics, it's uh, he he'd be in a gym working out with, like Billy Ocean and feeling like a fucking rebel. Like, Get out of my dream, Get into, into my car. car. Then you see some girl walks by him. Caribbean, Caribbean queen. Like, it, 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 I feel like that's as edgy as this dude gets. Like, I feel like he's an adult who would tell other grown adult men, like, hey, language, fellas, language. <laughs>
2: this is special teams practice. So, um, I, you had a lot on Joe Judge,
3: right? I have a bunch of random stuff on Joe Judge. I will say, he definitely looks like he's supposed to have a beard. Like, he doesn't... <laughs> you know, like, the the... The shape going from his face to his neck it's it's a blur.
1: but just on this picture, look at all the patchiness in his in his uh, scruff, which I'm putting in very heavy quotation. I don't think he can. I don't think he can do it. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I can't can say that. I can't either. Yeah, none of us can. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> the only thing I'll say is Joe, Joe Judge was born on New Year's Eve in 1981. Okay, so from the day he was born, he like was ruining lives. I mean, I'm sure his parents wanted to go to some New Year's Eve party or some shit, <laughs> and he totally <laughs> and fucking ruined that.
2: Ocean. Yes, exactly. Because it was get 19- out of my <laughs> dreams <laughs> into this ambulance. <laughs> it just <laughs> dovetailed into what I was. Okay. Also, he's
3: never been a head coach or offensive of defensive coordinator on any level. No. He's coached special teams, wide receivers, and his And his defensive
2: coordinator used to be a head coach. <laughs> and then when
1: his rich daddy died, all of a sudden he became a head coach. Weird.
2: <laughs> How much more? Hey, you got a lot?
3: No, let's get on with Jason Garrett. How about that? Uh, I, I, have a, I have a thing
2: for Joe Judge. Oh, I'm sorry. So, no, you're good. Uh, Mark Colombo, former offensive line coach for the Giants, allegedly called Joe Judge, according to a tweet, one of the dirtiest and most offensive names in the English language upon being fired. Which, with my 10 minutes of research, I have narrowed it down to the word "cunt." I'm going
1: to guess guess just judging by him as a person. It was probably (laughs) Ninny Muggins. (laughs) That's probably the most offensive thing he knows.
2: But yes, he was called uh, one of the most offensive names in the English language, which is a weird way to find out that Joe Judge is a fan of Alex Schubert's comedy. <laughs>
1: oh,
3: I guess. It's like well, seven done. degrees to
2: Alex Schubert's comedy.
1: It's seven degrees to the bacon that cut my tonsil and making me spit blood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alex Schubert's comedy makes people spit blood. That was more clever than it got. That's okay. We'll dub it in. (laughs) You had things on Jay Garrett, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Like, we could segue to that perfectly because Columbo... I love just referring to by his last name. He came to the Giants with Jason Garrett. Because Jason Garrett brought him with him. He didn't even make it through the whole first season.
2: Without getting, like, into an altercation with Joe Judge. He is the STD of the NFL,
1: like... The guy who brought him there didn't even make it through the whole like relationship. <laughs> yeah. But you're stuck with this motherfucker for life.
3: <laughs> Jason Garrett. Yeah, he goes from being the head coach of the Cowboys to the offensive coordinator. Defensive, of... I
1: believe, right? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Is he? I believe he's a defensive coordinator. Hey, if you end up with herpes, do you care if you got it from girl on Tuesday or girl on Wednesday?
2: I care what she looks like. Girl on Wednesday, because later in the week they're usually hotter.
1: Let's just assume it was both Alex's, so it was kind of like give a dog a bone situation.
2: (laughs) It's a different scenario.
3: completely. All right, well, he's a coordinator, whatever.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Heavy quotation, works again.
2: What do you have on Jason Garrett? Is that it?
3: Oh, all my shit was about their offense, so if he's not their
2: offensive coordinator, then... Let's do it.
3: Then I'll just pin it on the offensive players completely.
2: Well, uh, you say you have burns on the offensive players, right?
3: Offensive of players. Freddie Kitchens, the tight ends coach. Love to talk about him, Dude, too. Dude, talk
2: about Freddie Kitchens. Oh,
3: Freddie Kitchens. He went from the Browns head coach to the Giants tight ends coach. At this rate, next year he'll be coaching practice squads in the XFL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not far from my joke about Freddie Kitchens. I was going to be like, next year he will be in charge of the Kitchens at the stadium. <laughs> the Kitchens. <laughs> That's
3: a better one, actually. Also, he's in charge of tight ends, right? And they're one of the few NFL teams that
2: have a first-round draft pick who's a tight end. He has one touchdown this year. <laughs> Evan Ingram, who, by the way, I just traded for in fantasy. Ingram? It was a—it was kind of a blockbuster deal. It was... Um... I needed an upgrade wide receiver, so I got I got Robert Woods, Evan Ingram, and the Ravens defense for Woods Woods what is this, a good Uh this Travis Fulgham, uh TJ Hawkinson, Dolphins defense, and Antonio Gibson.
1: All right, well I'm wet.
2: You've Gibson fantasy nerds move. Yeah, on. Gibson's a good one. Yep. To get, to you want to move on to the quarterback? quarterback?
3: Uh, oh, I got more Freddie Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Okay. Freddie Kitchens looks like Randy Quaid ate Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Kitchens makes Jabba the Hutt look like Princess Leia. All right, I'm good. That's all I got on Freddy Kitchens.
1: All right. Freddie Kitchens looks like he spent most of his life in kitchens. <laughs> all of my jokes that I wrote about it are about his last name. It just. All right, you guys ready? Let's do it.
0: Quarterback. Roll the clip. <laughs> From the 12,
1: Jones keeps. Gets a block. Takes off and he trying to stay upright
2: and he trips absolutely all alone and he trips daniel he trips jones (laughs) i am so happy that happened
3: i have never seen a player trip over his own crippling self-doubt he He just couldn't even believe he was (laughs) in that position at that moment i actually looked
2: it up he was actually tripped By a woman who actually likes Alex Schubert for who he is. (laughs) So total fantasy. All right. uh...
1: (laughs) That's real fantasy football right there. He looks like that dirtbag kid
2: from the movie Kids still hasn't quite yet died from AIDS. (laughs) Um, Daniel Jones' run against the Eagles was the first time any New York Giants player has had too much momentum. (laughs)
3: I just, I can't believe he, like, when you're watching that in real time when he fell, it just looked like, it did. It looked like he had so little self-confidence that he just, like, he got so caught up in the moment that he, like, it's like, it's like when, when, like, the guy on the basketball team who hasn't scored a bucket all year and everyone just, like, clears the way for him to score a bucket and at practice he can make the layup. Over and over, you know? But now like it's opened up for the him, moments here. The moment's here for him to do it, and he just can't put it in, and it yeah, just goes right
2: in. over the fucking backboard. <laughs> so so here's a question for you. People like think of Daniel Jones as like he's a decent rushing quarterback, but do you think people know that if that run doesn't happen?
3: Um I I would argue that in that play that ship maybe has sailed
6: <laughs> yeah i
3: think there are people that thought he was like a good athletic quarterback and see that play and they're like oh he's just fast and he's not as athletic as i had thought because yeah. I've seen him like even in weeks since then he had I think it was last week he had a good he like thirty two yard. yard rushing touchdown looked great on that that's fantastic I mean, that play he just looks like he has never been there before and <laughs> then he just
2: I mean is Duke really known as like a good football Oh yeah school? there's another
3: disc he went to Duke for football
2: <laughs> Yeah that's like going to the, that's like going to New York for football <laughs> That is a
3: perfect analogy for yeah. this episode Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: And uh, do you have anything else on Daniel Jones?
3: Um, only that my first diss to the running backs is a compliment to
2: Daniel Jones. Let's do it. We're going to get to the backup. Oh yeah, we can't skip Colt, Colt McCoy. McCoy. Colt McCoy's style of play is approximately as exciting as the name Daniel Jones.
1: <laughs> Colt McCoy looks like the inmate that edits the prison newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he was voted most likely to learn to repair the drywall that he punches holes in. (laughs)
2: Uh, All right. Running back time? Oh, yeah. uh, Sure, yeah. Lily, what's your Daniel Jones burn?
5: I said two words. Dumpster date rape.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He does does have that kind of like that that doofy, but also like I'm the shit. Because he did go to Duke.
1: Well, I also will point out that my joke about him was literally comparing him to that guy from Kids <laughs> who date-raped a girl. <laughs> so that is definitely my kid.
0: Running back.
2: Wayne Gallman.
1: Wayne Gallman.
2: What do you got on Wayne Gallman?
3: Oh, Wayne Gallman was so good as Barkley's backup last year that in the all season they brought in Deion Lewis, Devontae Freeman, and Alfred Morris to push him back on the top
2: Three people. And he still has the ba- he's, he has about, the starting role now. Think about, starting.
3: think about all the needs they needed to address this last offseason, much like the Bengals. And they spent most of that
1: in different backup running backs. I'm just going to go with, how does my dude have Shrek's ears but donkey's teeth?
3: Oh, uh, there is something Shreky about Wayne Gallman for sure. Um, oh yeah, so my Daniel Jones things was was about the the Giants front. End. Daniel Jones leads their team in rushing.
2: Oh yeah, that does not surprise because Saquon Barkley got hurt. Devontae Freeman got hurt again,
3: and we all saw him get ninety yards on a play where he tackled himself at the 80. five yard. So that right there is most of
1: that right there. Also, just my dude's head looks like a dented soup can. <laughs>
3: I think, I think the Shrek one was the best one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> that was my first response, and I, I wrote it down, and I, I, I had a hard time coming up with anything else. I looked into his Wikipedia. I looked him up on TMZ. I tried to find something better than, like,
3: the <laughs> I Shrek. I remember looking at him thinking, he looks like someone, and, like, Mara watches Shrek. He looks
2: like yeah, Shrek. That. He's Shrek with donkey's teeth. He's shrek This is one of the dumbest jokes I've written in a long time. <laughs> Ooh. Wayne Gallman sounds like the name of a guy your daughter would bring home in 1927. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got a fella, see? Oh, she's got a fella, she's got a fella. What's the fella's name? Oh, his name was Wayne Gallman, see? Oh, Wayne Gallman, Wayne Gallman. <laughs>
1: I'll give you points on selling it, bro.
2: <laughs>
3: and then he walks in the house, and then what do his parents say?
1: Is that a, a-
2: <laughs> it's 1927, mind you yeah. And his backup, Dion Lewis Dion Lewis sounds like the name of a guy Your daughter would get in trouble For bringing home in 1927
1: <laughs> Dion Lewis looks like Hannibal Surplus
2: <laughs> I He's a former Patriot So I'm going to let him go And he's a former Titan <laughs> Well, I don't care about that
0: <laughs> Wide receiver
2: Darius Slayton What do you got? What the fuck is this weird little creature? (laughs) He looks like he was an
1: extra on the set of all the Harry Potter movies only because he was permanently injured on the set of Lord of the Rings.
3: (laughs) He looks like his eyes got stuck in one of the Snapchat filters where it makes your eyes
2: bigger.
1: (laughs) He looks like a goblin that was in a severe car crash.
2: He looks like if all five of the black guys from the pigtail blonde gangbang meme were morphed into one person. Have you seen that meme?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have. And uh, that's sadly accurate.
3: I mean, I haven't, but it's cool because I get to see all of the people oh, at I'm once on this screen. Now. <laughs> I'm oh,
6: showing God. you this now.
3: Oh, he looks like all of
2: those guys. Including watched. the girl with the pigtails. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Uh, da, 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 and his backup, uh, this is guy on the other side, probably other side, probably the guy in the slot, Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. He looks like he would have been a Sterling Shepard. He has permanent
1: dumb face. It's like his best skill in the world is waiting around for shit to happen.
2: <laughs> uh, Sterling Shepard and his wife gave birth to a baby last year and said, "We have an early Christmas gift this year." If that Christmas gift came any earlier, it would have turned into a Giants fan.
1: <laughs> did that joke, bomb? No, a little bit. I yeah, thought you
2: were it, going somewhere with, like with the name Shepherd, like he's a shepherd. I,
1: yeah, I, 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 for some reason, I did too. <laughs> I just,
2: I was saying like if it was a premi, you know what? Jokes bomb on this
1: podcast no, sometimes. No, it's, it's good. It just, it was. I think the the, the misdirect was not where we were going. So
2: it, <laughs> you swerved
1: yeah. us. That's all.
2: Yep. <laughs> I missed, and that's okay. And uh, third guy, Austin Mack,
3: undrafted, college free agent out of Ohio
1: State. Good call. That's all. That's all I want to say. He looks like Goner McGregor. Like He looks a lot like Conor McGregor, but with his skin tone, he for sure would have been a goner if he pulled any of the shit Conor has outside of the cage. And with his slight build, he would for sure be a goner if he tried to do any of the shit that Conor does in the cage. He
3: looks like one of those guys that gets his hair cut like three days a week. <coughs> and, and secretly, it's because he likes how it feels.
2: Uh, and he likes the attention from a big, strong man. <laughs> the fourth stringer, CJ Board. What art thou got on C.J. Board? Sorry, I was on the wrong
1: page. <clears throat> That's okay. I'd be bored, too, if my career was as a bench warmer for my fifth team.
6: <laughs> he,
1: he was signed to the Ravens pra- practice squad, then picked up by the Titans and put on their practice squad, then picked up by the Browns and put on their practice squad, picked up by the Jaguars and put on their practice squad. Now he's in the Giants. <clears throat> so he finally found a team desperate enough to throw the ball at him exactly eight times in his entire career as a Giant. Holy
2: shit. <laughs> That is that's kind of a rough career. Uh, and speaking of rough career, we're gonna make the caboose of this wide receiver core. Heyo, the Golden Tate Warrior,
3: Golden Tate. All right, go for it. So Golden Tate. He, all right, let's get with the the visual insults too. Let's let's start with that.
1: All right, so do it. Golden Tate dressed up as Takashi 69 for Halloween, and his wife one as a cop. He then yelled into the cameras as he walked out of the club that everyone better show up to work or he's snitching. He actually did not show up to practice the next day. (laughs) Also, this is from the same guy who had security take him out of his locker room (laughs) after the Giants lost to the Rams where Jalen Ramsey was reported to be waiting for him outside of the locker room. Saw that. Because he knocked up Jaden Ramsey's sister twice. No,
3: it's the other way around. Is it? Yes. Okay. Jalen Ramsey knocked up Golden Tate's sister. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And, all
1: right, yeah.
2: Well, I got yeah, some stuff on that. Yeah, yeah. One of my also, favorite jokes I wrote last year was about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I said that backwards. Sorry about that.
1: It's also the same guy who had his wife stand up for him on Twitter after the fans got rude with him over tweeting about not getting enough targets. Oh, the targets thing. But then for he sure. takes shots at the snitch.
3: Well, here's the thing is like, yeah, he. He leading up to that week, he had said that he was going to fight Jalen Ramsey, like to stand up. It's like, all right, so let me get this straight. You're going to, you're going to wait till you're at your job. You're going to, you're going to wait till you're at your job that pays you millions of dollars to violently attack your sister's baby daddy. In a fit of rage and violence.
1: Uh yeah. right. But he did it on the field where there's plenty of people to break it up. But when Jalen Ramsey was waiting for him outside the locker room, he had security to take him out the back entrance.
3: Not surprised. Oh my god. But yeah, I just thought it was stupid that he wanted to handle his inter internal family affairs on the football field at his job. Like imagine you going to work and being like I'm gonna take everything out on my sister's baby daddy.
1: Like, hey, if this dude shows up to the zoo, I'm <laughs> fucking him up in front of him. Like you
3: have millions of dollars. Millions yeah, like you if you f- want to track f- him f- down, I'm sure I'm sure you can track
1: him down. <laughs> How about, you can definitely pay someone else to do this for you.
2: Exactly. You know Jalen Ram you know Jalen Ramsey, right? He's a shutdown corner. He's a shutdown corner, but he's also a shit show of a human being. From a DB perspective, he's like if Revis Island was ran by Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, yeah,
3: you know why he left?
2: <laughs> you know why he left? That old Tate that okay, so I want to say this. That joke I just said about Jalen Ramsey made why your team sucks, and it got a bravo in the comments section. And I'm very happy about that. And Lloyd's like giving me kind of a look right now. It's like, you didn't have to flex that. No, no, no. I was trying to hear you out.
3: Okay, but what I want to say was that <laughs> Ramsey left... Golden Tate's sister for a Las Vegas stripper. So that's the the uh, okay. end of that story.
1: Fuck, okay, so man. Did Golden Tate.
3: So Golden Tate uh, also was a healthy scratch week nine because in week eight on Monday Night Football he was seen yelling at his coaches, "Throw me the damn ball." <laughs> so he was a healthy scratch week nine. So um, yeah, so uh, Austin Mack now outsnaps Golden Tate. Like, he's back. Like, he's
2: playing again, but he's getting out Didn't he also, like, wave at a guy while running into the end zone one week?
1: (laughs) Probably. He he makes cool decisions because he is also now dating a stripper from Las Vegas. Wow,
3: that's incredible. But wait, didn't you say his wife, like, stood up for him on Twitter and all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. God! Or was that Ramsey? I
1: shouldn't say dating. I should say has been seen with multiple times. Oh, Okay. I I always take the teams and put them into TMZ. There's
2: there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of shit.
3: (laughs) Okay, so also, um, he was traded to the Giants, and his first four games as a Giant, he was suspended for uh, performance enhancing
2: (laughs) drugs. Just want to throw that in there, too. No, there's so much. He's a piece of shit. David Sills. Lily, what do you got?
5: This is actually a Bobby
4: joke. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Bobby, what do you got? <laughs> oh, I said he looks like he would uh, get beat up by you and then apologize to you for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he looks like agnostic McCaffrey. Bro, I'm
4: sorry. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. Please, please don't do it. He looks like
2: Slim Tebow. <laughs> uh, another, uh, oh, just... Nick Gates. I had a fun one for him. Lily, what do you got?
5: Imagine going everywhere and people confuse you with Jake, Tuss- Jake Tucker from Family Guy, the kid with the upside-down face. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, bro looks like upside-down syndrome.
2: <laughs> I was like, you said Jake Tucker. It's like, I forgot that reference for a second, but I do, I love that show.
5: Dad, there's an
6: evil monkey in my
2: closet. I don't care, son. I just do not care. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Grew up watching Family Guy. we would listen to the song, and every time I'd do Stewie's little part, and my dad would do the rest of it.
2: There was, the, there was the episode where like they were auditioning to play the organ in the church, mm-hmm. and then Jake started playing it real bad, and then someone flipped over the music sheet and he started playing some really good shit. Uh, yeah, yeah.
4: My favorite one is when they uh, start the little band and he's like, have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? <laughs> <laughs> it's tart? so
2: friggin' good. Yes. I... Get <laughs> out of the left lane, you stupid Asian bitch. I don't even know why you are there.
1: There's one episode that I don't care how many times I watch it. Fucking kills me. And it's Quagmire's Baby. <laughs> yeah, kitty. It's not even the, the Quagmire's Baby part. It's the clone. Like, it's Bitch Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, when they're in the bath together. And he's like, I did some poos. I, I was in the bath. We did some poos. And then he, he's like, all right, enjoy your weird bath. Brian walks out. And he's like... <clears throat> He's like, uh. I told him I did the poos. I know you did the poos, but I told him I did the poos. Like the bitch Stewie character and the that shit, I can watch it every day and I will still laugh at a lot of those parts. Like, I'll,
5: I finally got Bobby to rock, walk. Well, watch season four of Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, I still have yet to <laughs> so, see Rick and
2: Morty. Um,
5: Any of it? I've literally watched wow. it five times. It's my favorite show. I know. I've got the I don't, tattoo and everything. I don't know
1: how to feel about it because. Lily has told me multiple times, she's like, I'm pretty sure you're just Rick.
5: My dad is Rick. He's I believe the it. the all-knowing being. And I think I'm Summer because I'm going to move to Florida and do something with Turquoise. <laughs> God damn it.
1: I'll give you that. All right.
0: Tight end.
2: Evan Ingram, the tight end, who looks like if Colin Kaepernick was retarded.
1: It's so simple. I like what? it. He looks like a mediocre Chia Pit. Just spread the seeds, add water, and watch it try. He's like if Whoopi Goldberg
3: was a professional wrestler.
1: <laughs> Coco B.
3: Goldberg.
2: I think my original line was, Evan Ingram looks like a racist drew an unflattering caricature of Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> also, again, exactly. one touchdown. One He was a first round draft pick. He's a good athlete, too. He's a very good football player. He has the most
3: targets on the team. That doesn't surprise me. But yeah. They're trying to get it. They're trying to prove that they didn't waste a pick on him. But it's not worth it. Like I said,
1: watch him
2: try. Watch him try. And you said there was a little bit on the backup, Levine Toilolo. Former Falcon, you picked up your notebook awful quickly there. Yeah, yeah, all right. So I was
1: trying to find. This team is so fucking boring. It was really hard to write Burns. <laughs> it really was. So I was digging deep on each person. For him, I found out when he was in San Francisco, he used to get shitty with the media because they kept they continually continuously asked questions about his hot ass wife. It's <laughs> she's so hot, <laughs> like to the point where you could tell it, it became kind of like a. How did you make that happen? Like, he got upset to the point where it made news that he was being shitty to the media every time they brought up his <laughs> wife.
3: Oh, I get it now. So, basically, teams sign him just because they're like, hey, maybe I got a shot with her. If I just yeah, yeah. keep him within an arm's length.
1: The owner's like, hey, man, I mean, maybe. Eventually,
3: he's going to get sick of everybody talking about his wife, and he's just going to explode, she's not going to like that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. look at this And I'll be right there minutes. to swoop. <laughs> maybe
1: I'll be that millionaire on the sidelines with a fucking... It, I, I got super deep into reading all the articles about him in San Francisco that I completely forgot we were roasting him for the Giants. <laughs> it's all good.
3: Doesn't he know he's in San Francisco? He has nothing to worry about.
1: <laughs> all them tech millionaires. <laughs> or what did Tom Brenneman say?
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh Yeah. We can't get into that. That's You gotta listen to the new Nasty Boys for that take. Yep,
3: that's a, that's a d- different show
2: entirely. Uh, same network, actually. Lily, what's your Levine Toilolo burn?
5: So, I have seen that a lot of people ask him how he bagged such a hot wife.
1: Same
2: thing I brought. Yep.
5: So, this chameleon motherfucker. <laughs> Eyes look in two completely different directions. <laughs> He literally looks into the left and the right as I look at his picture. I'm willing to bet the reason he actually bagged his wife is due to the fact that she finally found someone who didn't make her uncomfortable by staring directly at her. <laughs> <laughs> a little insecure. Another theory is her, her titties go in two different directions.
1: She has <laughs> <laughs> them ADD titties. <laughs> 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 like, He's
5: like, attention. oh, you're perfect the for view. me. Yeah, you try to smack them together, nothing happens.
2: Andrew Thomas, fourth overall pick. Uh, He is apparently really struggling this year, and one mentor of his said that he's really struggling to control his opponents with his hands, which sounds bad until you realize Daniel Jones can't even control himself with his legs. He looks like he's really struggling to control his own eyes. (laughs) They point in two different directions.
1: He looks like
3: Freeway. Like the rapper Freeway. He he, he
1: looks like Freeway stopped at Popeye's every day.
3: (laughs) We'll call him Highway. (laughs) He looks like
2: Freeway went to every Highway truck stop. (laughs) And on the other side, you got Cameron Fleming, who has an upsettingly tiny head. He looks like one of the Goombas from the 90s (laughs) Mario uh, Mario Brothers
1: movies with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins.
3: He looks like Michael Keaton at the end of Beetlejuice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's better. That's better.
2: Another version of the same joke. It took me so long to make a joke about his head that it made me think my brain was the size of Cameron Fleming's.
3: <laughs> he's the next to go. He's another person who came with Jason Garrett to. That's yeah, because he was a cowboy. There's a cowboy jersey there. Yeah, I mean he. Uh,
2: so I feel like he's probably one of the next ones to go. <laughs> and uh, I like this one a lot. Offensive guard Shane Lemieux. He looks like Greta Thunberg was sponsored by Monster Energy.
1: (laughs) He looks like someone, all of his pictures look like someone who does not know how to use Snapchat filters. (laughs) (laughs) His face looks so
3: swollen it's like he's allergic to something they haven't figured out yet.
1: (laughs) He's allergic to his own last name.
2: And on the other side, you have former bangle Kevin Zeitler. He looks like the love child of Lloyd's autism and Alex's autism. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best bagger at Kroger. He's doing so well with his job. And like, I can say that. He looks like he's
1: really proud to tell his wife about how he saved money on the dollar menu at Burger King. <laughs>
2: He
3: looks like this was the smile where they like they had to do something behind the camera real quick and <laughs> move their hand.
1: He was like... <laughs> Someone showed him something shiny. <laughs> They're like, that's the best the one. The cameraman's jangling his keys.
2: <laughs> and the center... I loved this picture he so much. a good picture for this. Nick one. Gates. Uh, his... Uh, His 40 time at the Combine was 5.46 seconds. Combined that with his hair, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually requested to run it in slow motion. (laughs) Like... (laughs) He looks like
1: me trying to take selfies on mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) I like Nick's quiet laugh where he sits real far back from the
6: microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: I did think about how that cut of looked like your hair a little bit. does a little bit. With, with, like, more highlights and shit. He looks
3: like he's just over it, man. He's just so over he's it. He's like, whatever. That is like... He looks like he
2: came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> no, okay. No, he didn't, because Miley Cyrus had short hair. Video. <laughs> how
1: did I
3: know you were going to say that? Because <laughs> I was
2: 21.
1: Did. Because as soon as he started to say something, I watched... Nick's shoulders drop as I felt mine drop. Like, well, yeah, he's gonna say something
3: I feel like this photo of Nick Gates right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he's just blowing past you. <laughs>
2: God. Oh, God. But Lloyd, Nick, I think we got him pretty good. I do too. Yeah, I really do good. think we do. I, th- I really do think we did. So now it's time for Lily, what's your Cameron Fleming burn?
5: I said he looks like Meatwad from Aquatine Hunger Force. Look at the head on that what is supposed to be a neck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would've been a good
1: Zika
5: virus. Yeah, he he do look like his mom had Zika virus and she was pregnant with him.
4: He looks like his backup Wheeler, plan um, if he doesn't make it out the NFL is to be a SoundCloud rapper.
2: Lil <laughs> <laughs> Fleming.
5: Little Flem
4: Lil' <laughs> <laughs> Little... <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I like it. and <laughs> actually you have a Kevin Zeidler and Shaquille Taylor joke together.
5: They're the new faces on the Applejack cereal box because <laughs> they look like that cinnamon stick in that apple. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can't tell me that's not them. That's
2: pretty good. that is very good. Look at him falling defense linebacker David Mayo Lily, what do you got?
5: David Mayo isn't his real his real name. He's just so unbelievably Caucasian that that's what they call him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> looks like when he's about to have a hot date, he puts a little miracle up in his hair just for some zing.
5: <laughs> his hair is greasy.
4: It looks like he does have mayonnaise in his hair. He looks
1: like he that practices. A joke. Thank you. He hey, looks like he. Oh,
4: we know on. some girls that look like that.
2: Oh God! What? You've been some girls. Me for like- one. <laughs> he looks like he practiced kissing on his own picture. <laughs> He looks like he just failed smiling class.
5: <laughs> he looks like my driver's license photo. <laughs> uh,
2: and linebacker Tay Crowder. Oh, boy. You, you have a few on this we, guy, Lily.
5: We got a list for bro. Love it. <laughs> First off, his real name is Duartavious Crowder. Is this guy from the NFL or the Hunger Games? Because goddamn that name for one. <laughs> D. His name 100% sounds like a noise that has come out of my ass before. <laughs> <laughs> it seriously sounds like an intestinal bacterial infection.
2: <laughs> D. Tay
5: Crowder looks like he would come up to you on the street and ask you for a dollar. Hashtag anything helps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why well, lie? I need beer.
4: Crack rock not gonna lie i just want to get a little food
2: <laughs> he looks like he scratched that tattoo into his neck
5: <laughs> prison tats i got it. he I got, got it. the l.o bean on his neck L- no.
2: oh the brand is... oh my god the,
5: ba- the brand l.o bean he has L O B.
1: oh god how does a black dude have tan lines like that though
5: it's i exclusively <laughs> at walmart I saw a black dude,
2: I'll cut this in the pod, but I, I saw a black dude with a tan line one time and it rocked my world.
5: You ain't never been to Florida. No,
1: no, no. I understand they can't. Just look at that. Like that little V on his uh, Yeah.
2: Oh, I do see that little V on like right... got
5: the wife beater tan line. Yeah. He's in the NFL, I mean yeah so he might be.
2: I mean, he's an everything beater. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know the Giants beat anybody, but here we are. Zinger!
5: <laughs> Seriously though, why he looked like that?
2: Why Tay look like that?
4: Like this. He kind of smiled like the Grinch.
2: <laughs> Punter, Riley Dixon. Oh boy.
4: Oh, he looks like he just got done beating up the water boy, Billy Madison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Doyle <O'Donnell> rules. <laughs> he looks like he used to steal other people's lunches. <laughs> Not to eat them, just to watch them be sad.
2: <laughs> is that is that what you guys got on Riley? Yeah. Uh,
0: Predictions and bullshit. Um.
2: So yeah, this is the first uh, game where Ryan Finley is going to start. He's going to be the starter this week. And uh, what position? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: you hope quarterback. No, nobody's hoping
3: he's the starting quarterback. No, let's, let's just put that's Drew still in. not the right answer. Let's but. just
2: put Drew Sample in it. <laughs> uh, but man, this is—it's just last week, and I forgot to mention this. Last week, you watched not only a team, but maybe even a franchise, and also a fan base just implode. You watched everything you had built. I mean. Granted, is two wins a lot? No, but you watched what little momentum the Bengals had, and just you watched it implode the entire in just a matter of moments. And now fan bases, the fan base is pissed off. The ownership is like, "What the fuck do we do? We gotta stay positive." And Z- I mean, fuck, I feel I almost feel bad for Zach Taylor because it's like. If he loses out, he's gone. He
3: killed it with the interview. Like, everyone was already upset. And then in the interview when they asked him about the offensive line and he was just like, no, I thought the offensive line played great and I think we're making great strides. And, like, obviously, like we were talking earlier, statistically, from a statistical standpoint, they have a little bit made some progress. But when, like, you're staring at, like, the defeat – of what is the rest of the season and you're sitting there acting like we feel like we're we're making really good progress right now the entire fa- that's when the fan base turned on him from what i I, can I feel say.
1: like he came out of three meetings where he went oh my career's over oh fuck my career's over oh fuck my career's over and they're like hey need you to say some positive shit before we talk to the fans <laughs> i think he tried his best poor zach taylor i i I, what could he possibly say other than what he said? Like, oh, it's just a thing that happens. We're doing what we can do. Yeah, it's time. like when
3: you fuck up the pizza for the customer or something, you're just like, oh. Like, yeah,
1: hey, we asked dude. for pepperoni and you gave us.
3: We got all the other ones right.
1: <laughs> we asked for a pepperoni pizza, and I'm pretty sure that's just pieces of ceiling tile that you put on there.
3: <laughs> that is a good metaphor for our offensive line, if <laughs> I've ever heard of one. She said like,
2: my PD pizza. And he's just
1: like, I tried.
2: I tried. Yeah. I, tried a I had to. Sh- I had to... Take a dig at there a competitor you dig for a chameleon. the chameleon competitors. Who's your main competitor for pizza?
3: I don't know. Honestly, I feel like Northside, it's like there's enough to go around. Yeah. I don't honestly feel like that's part of where we went in that direction.
1: I feel like if you said that to most people in Northside, they would just look at you like, what did you say about her?
3: Well, I feel like most people eat all three. Like, we get Kitchen Factory. And honestly, NYPD's been good for us. We've had times where we've run Uh, out of, like, quarters and stuff. And we've gone there, and they've, like, hooked us up and helped us out. No shit! I've
1: eaten pizza at Chameleon with a dude who delivers for NYPD. There you go. So, uh, Northside's just a different...
3: I just think there was enough to go around, you know? Like, there's, like necessities for the neighborhood, and there's stuff that aren't necessary for the neighborhood. Like, we never needed four taco places. No. Um, like, and there's lots of stuff like that, or just, like, you can't just open up whatever you want and hope it works. Like, you know, has, there has to be a need for it in the neighborhood, and...
2: Yeah. Um,
3: and honestly, like, NYPD, you can't dine in there. Uh, Kitchen Factory can't dine that much there, I you mean... You can't
2: dine in anywhere
3: now. And, like, some people might prefer... Well, you know. Well, what I'm saying you know is... Yeah, like yeah. what I'm saying is that we offer like a different experience. To those places, and the food's different too. Some people might prefer the other food, but there's like there's you know there's nowhere there's else nowhere to sit down and eat a pizza and have a cocktail while you eat your pizza. And, and you shit. get to
1: hang out with Nick, Emily, and Izzy. And
2: Emily Mark. rules. Nick, you're fine, nah, but yeah, he's okay.
1: I don't. I put on my special gray sweatpants for him before he came over.
2: Oh, Ooh,
3: the special.
1: Gray. I put on some jeans Big for sauce. I noticed. <laughs> Big old saucy man walking in my apartment. I gotta, I gotta represent.
3: He's worried about his pants. You were d- undressing your pants.
1: Yeah, Alex. Alex actually had his ass out as Nick walked in. Yep. He, yeah, and I
3: still walked
2: in.
1: <laughs> he, he saw my gray pants, sweatpants, and went, like, "I gotta step it up." I saw what you were doing.
2: Oh yeah, I was having fun. I was like, I'm, "I've mooned Billy don't, before." Don't take the shine off my apple. I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm taking I, the shine off your apple with my peach. My dick looks like.
6: By the
3: way, can we just say how like much it makes sense that the predictions part has just literally been us bullshitting because it's like because
6: what is there prediction. to even talk bullshit. about? It's there's... bullshit in
1: predictions. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit yeah, and predictions. So let's just skip the
2: prediction part and why? Uh, I'll do the, I'll do a prediction. Okay. I'm going to say Giants 27, Bengals 13. Fuck you my player of the game is gonna be Carl Pickens <laughs> bold I like it very bold. Uh, I'm gonna see he has 14 receptions for 914 yards one touchdown and five concussions <laughs> all right
1: I gonna go I'm gonna go the opposite direction okay I'm going to say Ryan Finley becomes everything that Zach Taylor thought he Woo! could.
3: Woo! When he drafted him last
1: year. <clears throat> he shakes off his yips pregame. game
6: <laughs>
1: And yips. then goes 40 for 42. <laughs> oh, I like it. For 630 yards. I love it. And seven touchdowns.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Um, but somehow the player of the game is still going to be Drew Sample. Because someone wants to justify that draft pick. <laughs>
3: Nick, what's your prediction? I predict we'll see Allen before the end of the game.
1: <laughs> unfortunately, I think that's all of our predictions.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you the straight answer. I'll be the straight character yeah, 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 for yeah, yeah. once. <laughs> no, I, I
1: like it. I like the, uh, I like the straight You'll uh, I like see Allen before, before the end of the game. Yeah.
2: Allen.
3: Uh, the third string quarterback. Oh, Brandon you'll Allen. we will see Brandon bro. Allen.
1: And then you'll see uh, Brandon McLaurin, who is the guy who works the taco stand in the stadium.
2: Yes. <laughs> and finally, plugs. Nick, you're a guest of the pod. Plug your shit.
3: Alright. Um, Legends of Sportsball. We're on Twitter, it's at L Sportsball. We have nine episodes right now. We got we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, all that good stuff. We just basically pick a random um Normal athlete, like a Cordell Stewart or a Chuck Knoblock, and we do the ultimate deep dive on their entire life and career. I, dude, I'd be down to do one. Any, we day should definitely day. have you guys on sometime. For sure,
1: do one about a fighter. I'll, I, I probably,
3: <laughs> and I don't
2: really
6: watch
3: do that. So we're huge yeah, on that's, baseball. That's so. the fun part, though.
2: That's All right, fun. yeah, I, I'm I, sure we will. At some I point. could probably do like a baseball player from like the 2000s because that's when I like really knew baseball. Boxers.
3: We'll figure it out because we've uh, do, we've done John Daly, like like I was saying earlier. We've done golfers. We've done all kinds of different types of people.
2: I can also do a football player. I'll, tell so. you what,
1: I'll give you some ideas for MMA. you
3: should. I, I mean, and honestly, we uh, it would be nice to have suggestions, cause even if somebody we don't know off the rip. We tend to go towards like this week. It's uh um, it's uh shoot um Andy Karras?
2: Alex Karras?
3: Alex Karras. <laughs> That's is why it, I stopped so I'm like uh, I'm blank on the first. Is name. it
2: Alex Carish in Webster?
3: Absolutely. He uh, was a former NFL player. He was Mongo and um, Blazing Saddles. Uh, he actually wrote three books about life, and um, that's who we're like. So we like to feature people that do all kinds of like John Daly, right? Funny golfer because he was a drunk. He also made a country album and did some other he, things. So what? Yeah, there's uh-huh. all kinds of stuff. Like, the guys we cover, like, we did Randy Poffo. Do you guys know who Randy Poffo is? I don't know that name. Former Reds artist. player, macho man,
6: yeah.
3: Randy Savage and uh, he had like a rap album we talked about that but yeah we go deep dive diving all these guys so if there's I'll a good what, come up with some guys that who, have uh, like a lot of personality. who was
1: an MMA fighter who was arrested for multiple bank robberies in the UK
3: cool so he'd be like our, we've done Sebastian Janikowski so it'd be kind of like that. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> dude that'd be fun he was a first he was a first round draft pick as a kicker
3: he was our he was the second one we inducted into the Legends Sportsball Hall of Fame yeah, well, yeah, really because that's exactly what we're talking about so it all starts with like Sky and I have been friends since he was like four years old okay. and I'm a few years older than him so since we were real little and so we have this rapport and we're constantly texting each other and talking to each other about hey man do you remember Pete and Kavilia? and just like we're like this should be a podcast where we because you turn on the radio and all you hear is Tom Brady LeBron James Antonio Brown um, uh, Anthony Davis James Harden they're always talking about the same four or five dudes every single goddamn day Talk about some other interesting people that do some interesting there things are, there in the are,
6: sports.
2: There board. are like athletes that aren't really as like star studded as them, but they do way more interesting shit. Yeah, there's there's so many
3: people out there that are interesting that never get talked about. Like we really want to do Legarrette Blunt. We both oh, felt
2: like, oh dude, I would love like, Legarrette Blunt. Or
1: I'll tell you what, we can go completely opposite. There's a few MMA fighters who have used what little fame they get to do unbelievably like nice and sweet things.
3: There you go. That's a good
2: one, too.
1: Dustin he- Diamond Poirier. I'll send you some articles. He's a goddamn... He's nicer than all of us put together.
2: How about... Um, and he
1: beats people up in a cage for a living. Nice. And he has a big fight coming up soon. Work done.
3: Work done. That's a good one from a Florida State running back. He was a really good guy. He had a great career, and yeah, he did. Yeah, he did some amazing things. Uh, like is it in Florida? Homes. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. built homes in Florida. Yeah, he like how. Yeah, he housed people. Jose Rijo. I just learned this when we had um, we had uh, the new Nasty Boys on this past Billy week. Billy Devore and, and Lee Kimbrell,
2: former hosts and great friends of the Pod. There you go. I just
3: thought it was funny that they came on. I came here is all at, around the same time, but um, when we when we read the Jose Rijo story, it turns out he built like an athletic facility where he grew up, and um, it actually houses 600 kids, like orphans. That's what a lot of, like. He's housing 600 that's lot, orphans. That's what a lot of Dominican
2: <laughs> athletes do. It's like, they they come up with these million-dollar contracts, and they're like, I'm good. I'm going to send a lot of this money to my hometown. Yeah, they really so do. So my family can live, and so my family can retire.
6: They yeah,
3: really I,
1: I, I love stories like that, so I always go, like, real deal. Like, there's a fighter named Junior Dos Santos, uh yeah earned a bunch of bonuses for, like, Fight of the Night or whatever. All of the bonus money he's ever earned has went into a foundation for bringing inner-city favela Brazilian kids where they get to train for free for years as long as they keep their grades up.
3: That's really cool. Because they they incorporate the education into everything, too.
1: There's a a bunch of weird stuff like that in MMA. Yeah, man, you should definitely send me some leads because, like,
3: we definitely want to feature... All all kinds of different stuff, you know. We don't want to just be like baseball and football players every week and stuff, you know.
2: <clears throat> There's gotta be basketball players too.
3: Uh, we've done only one and it so far, and it was Cheryl Miller.
2: Reggie okay. Miller's sister. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean she
3: scored like we love like, we told the story about how she scored like 110 points in a high school game, and yeah, yeah, she, she was insane. Like, because if, you, if you're younger, you probably didn't know that she almost got drafted to play in the NBA, like yeah, the yeah. actual NBA. She was
1: teams were gonna draft her to play in the NBA, she was scouted by legit NBA teams,
3: yeah, and uh, yeah, I just feel like people nowadays should know. Like, I like doing the older people, uh, you know, that like I'm. You know, maybe this keeps like them the in the conversation. People a that bit. don't
2: get their dicks sucked as often,
3: right? Guys that you know, a lot of them had like really people. interesting careers, or a lot of them had careers cut short, or you know, a lot of stuff like that.
2: That'd be a really good one, like a guy that like, like a Len Bias in a way, that like he could have been like this. I mean, they had like a thirty for thirty on him, like he could have been the superstar. This NBA is like player. a
3: Jabroni, like. A uh, B-horror movie version of 30 for 30 is what we do. Yeah, it's like telling stories about these guys, but it is. It's like the, like we would have done – if there if it hadn't been done to death at this point and we had started this years ago, Doc Ellis would have been one of the oh, first yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, sure. dude. So what Scotty brings to the table is he is a reading machine. He reads books. So he read all the Doc Ellis books. He's read, like, all the books in the Big Red Machine. So a lot of the guys we go to feature, he's already read books on them, and he's literally just pulling stuff out of the books to write – and he'll he'll like he's already written the Alex Karras thing for tomorrow. Like it's that already rules. ready to go. But That's um, fantastic. But yeah, it's really fun. So and then generally, de- definitely generally speaking, now that you know about that, if you ever have ideas for people that you think fit our sort of weird criteria, definitely let us know. Oh, for sure. Those we have in the Twitter like, polls. polls, polls there are guys,
2: especially in, especially in like baseball and football, they're like such enigmas. McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat
3: McAfee? Okay,
2: <laughs> dude. You, and he's like, hilarious too. He's hysterical. You're giving me a little bit of a stink guy right now. I feel like uh, you steal all
3: his a, thunder.
1: Ooh, no, no, no. I have a real. I've met most of his family at the Reason Rally in 2012, and blah blah. blah. I can go real deep on that one.
6: Pat
3: McAfee. I think that is a good one because oh, he's got fantastic. a personality. He's almost like he's like a Justin Tucker type, where like he's got he's an, an op- interesting Justin <laughs> Tucker
2: an opera singer.
3: There you go. Have yeah. you heard? Have you heard him sing opera? I think I had it like years ago. It's insane, and he's also hilarious. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's that, a yeah. charismatic guy. Yeah, Justin Tucker will probably end up in our <laughs> sports hall. Alex, where are your plugs?
2: Uh, you can follow me Twitter and Instagram, Big shoes on that. Alex, you're on on the Facebooks. Uh, October? Or no, wow, it is November, you motherfucker. Uh, December twentieth. I will be hosting, or I'm sorry, I'll be headlining at Wiley's in Dayton. And January 29th, I'll be featuring at Next Place Chameleon.
3: Chameleon, January 29th.
2: For uh, Billy DeVore. Oh, Billy yeah. DeVore. I'm going Billy, Billy. to be featuring for that. I haven't done much stand-up recently. It's
3: hard to get out there right there's, now. There's
2: no mics. There are. There's like yeah, all the baggage unless,
3: that
1: comes with it. Unless you're that guy who's... Yeah.
2: Yeah. We didn't even get to him today. We don't need to. That's well, not.
1: Uh, oh, I, I've, it's been very few times in my life where, from Facebook posts, I've wanted to fight a human being. <laughs> yeah, I basically don't even check my. I like don't get on there. Like, I post and I leave. I don't. I don't, don't, don't want to never. I, I don't want to ever be in another fight in my life. But there's a guy that now, I'm pretty sure if I ever see him, his dentist is gonna be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dennis is gonna love me. Yep, so we'll not go on, but all right, yeah. So, fuck, Dave said well, but <clears throat> my
3: uh, and Lloyd's not gonna wait till the NFL football game
1: to do it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> if someone Golden gave me Tate? his address and I had a couple of drinks,
3: then we would have to delete this recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It, this would be admissible as. <laughs>
3: God damn it, now I'm a witness. Can you just edit out all my parts? <laughs> now nah, you're good.
1: But uh, uh, as far as, are you done with your books? Yes. Uh, go to the zoo. Festival Lights is going on. That's Check right. out, uh, Thunder slime, Ran and Rudick. Love those guys. If you didn't catch the end of the Mr. Cheeks run, uh, that shit is so goddamn silly and beautiful. Cronin and Ran I feel like I'm being really nice to Ran right now, which feels wrong, but it's it's not. He's very funny. Um, and then uh, new Nasty Boys, uh, VA Bennett just started a new podcast. Yes, he v. did. Yeah. Former host of the Pod, and uh, his first guest, Mindy, is she is a fascinating human being. I know her personally. She's she's that weird mix of. Sweet, funny, cool, likable, where I assure you that I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I assure you it's good. Love it. I
2: love VA. I do too. VA's I miss him. But all that being said, Lloyd, Nick, I think we only really have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, New York Giants. We like, like the, the Bengals. Why wow, man?
0: like the Bengals.